you take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. The Rock Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Now, here's your host, Radical Ross Bellville. Day tokers and tokets and non-toking lovers of liberty. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Welcome to our Marijuana Election Night 2015 live coverage from Columbus, Ohio. We are high in the middle and round on both ends. It's so great to be here. My big thanks to the folks at CannabisRadio.com for streaming us live. You can also follow me at MarijuanaPolitics.com for the live blog. I'll get into that as much as I can. Uh, thanks also to Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute and to all the other activists who helped to get me out here. This is my fourth straight election where I have done marijuana legalization coverage from a state that was voting on marijuana legalization. In 2010, I was in Oakland, California at Oaksterdam when uh, that Prop 19 lost, but it began the national discussion because it got 47% of the vote. In 2012, I was in Seattle, Washington for I-502 and also led coverage from live remotes in Portland where Measure 80 lost and Colorado, where Amendment 64 won in 2012. In 2014, I brought you coverage from my home state of Portland, Oregon, as we legalized with Measure 91, and uh, we also got legalization in Alaska and Washington, D.C. We are here now in Columbus, Ohio, to make this the next state to legalize marijuana in the United States. Let's hear it for that. We've got... The seventh largest state in the United States, 11.59 million people, and of course, an electoral prize for the 2016 presidential election. So the the idea that the presidential candidates, especially the Republicans, will have to come through and campaign in a state where marijuana is legal really tips the balance in our favor as we move forward to 2016 and legalization on the ballot already in the state of Nevada, as well as likely to be on the ballot in California, Arizona, Massachusetts, Maine, and Michigan. That's right, folks. By 2017, we could have 11 legal marijuana states in the United States, and that means the federal prohibition has got to end sooner rather than later. We're going to have all sorts of guests joining us here up at the CannabisRadio.com Russ Belville Show desk. We'll speak with Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute at the bottom of this hour. Coming up next, we've got the Cannabis Radio headline news. Ohio is not the only place where news is happening in marijuana law reform, so we'll bring you some of that information, including a terrible story coming out of Cleveland today that we'll have to break to you. We've also got hope for medical marijuana in North Dakota, we have got Montana uh, fighting for its medical marijuana rights, and the California initiatives are all looking to legalize marijuana in 2016 as well. So we'll give you a rundown of those in our headlines. Also on the show today, we'll have time for us to do a little bit of behind the headlines, where we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about what's been going on here in the state of Ohio and the lead up here to marijuana legalization. We've also got our radical. 
rant segment where I will just go off on what's been happening here in Ohio. We've also got some information coming to us uh, by way of a story about marijuana and driving, uh, the fear of the stoned drivers, and uh, we will debunk that as best we can in the short time that we have. Stay tuned also because our live coverage takes you into 7 o'clock Eastern Time. The polls close at 7 o'clock here in the state of Ohio, so we will uh, be here as the results come in. We've got two different initiatives that we have to cover here. If you've not been following what's happening in Ohio, it's quite confusing, and it's quite confusing on purpose. There is issue three, which is the initiative to legalize marijuana. And then there's also issue two, which specifically invalidates issue three. So we have a situation where people might vote yes on legalization and might also vote yes to uh, end legalization. <laughs> so it's a very strange election. There's been all sorts of dirty tricks going on to try to make this as confusing and difficult for the voters as possible. We'll get down to the bottom of that here on the show. Also, there's a couple of elections going up in Michigan, uh, just to the northwest of us, some local initiatives for marijuana decriminalization. We'll try to get the results of those for you as well. And uh, as we continue into hour two, we'll have various guests here and the uh, poll results as they come in. I'm Radical Russ Belville coming to you from the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, made my way out here from Portland, Oregon, where marijuana is legal. And I got to tell you, folks, there's nothing quite like making marijuana legal. It's nothing like driving down the street, seeing those cop headlights in the back of your mirror and realizing there's nothing he can do about it. That's why we're here. We're here to end adult marijuana prohibition. We're here to end the harassment of law-abiding cannabis consumers. We're here to bring life-saving medicine to the various patients that can use it. Our veterans returning from our wars who need it for their post-traumatic stress. The children who need it for their epileptic seizures. The cancer patients who need it to be able to have an appetite to heal and to beat back their cancers. We will look back in 10 to 20 years at this marijuana program prohibition as being one of the great crimes against humanity and we begin to end those crimes tonight here in columbus ohio with marijuana election night 2015 coverage on cannabisradio.com i'm radical russ stay tuned the news is right after this The voice of the Marijuana Nation. Good day, tokers and tokettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. This is Radical Russ Belville, and I'm here to tell you that I'm moving to CannabisRadio.com. It's been an amazing three years on 420 Radio, and I want to thank you for all your support. My show on 420 Radio will continue for now, but eventually you'll only be able to hear me live and get my podcasts through CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you follow at Canna Radio and at Radical Russ on Twitter for all the latest updates. 
I'll talk to you soon on CannabisRadio.com. And until next time, take care of each other, tokers. Yo, it's Kasky. I'm out here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, letting y'all know that uh, coming up November 3rd, we got a chance to legalize pot in Ohio. Huge step for the country, for the state. So I need everybody to get off your ass and go home. Yes, on issue three, November 3rd. Don't be lazy. Let's make our country better. Let's make our people better. Start healing each other. Make the world a better place. Issue three. Imagine life without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your cannabis business 280E and tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPAs Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. NewEraCPAs.com, with years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com And now it's time for your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. I'm Russ Belleville. Voters in Ohio today decide the fate of Issue 3, a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana in the Buckeye State. Passage of the amendment would legalize the personal public possession of an ounce of marijuana or concentrates, licensed home cultivation of four plants and possession of one-half pound of homegrown marijuana, and the establishment of a legal marijuana market. Commercial cultivation will be restricted to 10 constitutionally designated plots of land totaling over 13 million square feet. Those grows will supply independent retail shops, of which there may be no more than one per 10,000 residents, or up to 1,159 retail shops. Medical marijuana will also be legalized, and nonprofit dispensaries will be funded by tax proceeds on the retail marijuana shops. Confounding the vote today is the inclusion of the legislatively referred Amendment Issue 2, which specifically invalidates Issue 3, requiring Ohio voters who want this legalization passed to vote no on 2 and yes on 3. 
A Cleveland couple is fighting to regain custody of their newborn daughter following a magistrate's order to have her taken from her parents because the mother was found to have drunk marijuana-based tea to ease her labor pains. Despite County Family Services officials recommending that the child remain at home with her parents, Magistrate Eleanor Hillow had baby Nova removed from Holly Sanford and her husband and placed in the home of one of their relatives. Sanford used the tea to treat her symptoms because she understood that doing so would be safer than using prescription pain medication. She said she began researching for natural remedies to alleviate debilitating morning sickness and sciatic nerve pain while pregnant. She decided to drink tea rather than smoke so that Nova wouldn't be exposed to carbon monoxide. A ballot initiative spearheaded by tech billionaire Sean Parker that seeks to legalize recreational marijuana use in California was submitted to state officials on Monday. The measure would allow adults 21 and over to buy and possess up to an ounce of marijuana at a time, as well as marijuana-infused products at licensed retail outlets. They also would be allowed to grow up to six pot plants simultaneously for personal recreational use. Pot cultivation would be taxed as well at a rate of $9.25 for every ounce of dried buds and $2.75 an ounce for leaves. The California ballot measure also contains language stating that using or carrying open containers of pot or pot-infused products would not be legal while driving or riding as a passenger in a car, boat, or airplane. Employers would still be allowed to require workers to be marijuana-free and to prohibit on-the-job use or possession of marijuana. North Dakota's Secretary of State on Monday accepted a petition to put an initiated measure on next year's ballot to legalize marijuana for medical purposes. Al Jager accepted the petition today after rejecting it last week because it lacked required information. With voters' approval, the initiative would make it legal for North Dakota residents to possess up to three ounces of marijuana for medical purposes. It says those who qualify could obtain the drug from a state-licensed dispensary or grow a limited supply for personal use. Heading up the campaign is Riley Ray Morgan of Fargo. He says he has never used pot to relieve pain, but wants the option to do so. 13,500 signatures are needed to get the question on the ballot. State attorneys are asking the Montana Supreme Court to allow them to enforce medical marijuana restrictions that have been blocked for four years by a Helena judge. Oral arguments are scheduled for Wednesday. The restrictions aim to ban medical marijuana sales and advertising, plus automatically review any doctor who recommends the drug for more than 25 patients in a year. District Judge James Reynolds blocked the restrictions from taking effect in 2011. He blocked them again in 2012 after the Supreme Court said he had used the wrong standard to review the case. Medical marijuana advocates say banning providers from receiving compensation will cut off access for patients with debilitating illnesses. Department of Justice attorneys say the drug's commercial sale leads to abuses and state lawmakers were within their rights to disallow it. The big marijuana legalization vote in Ohio today has been national news, but two local legalization races in Michigan may have slipped under the radar. Kego Harbor in conservative Oakland County and Portage, a suburb of blue-collar Kalamazoo, are both voting on local legal proposals that would remove criminal penalties for the possession, use, transfer, and transportation of small amounts of marijuana. The local legal proposals were placed on the two ballots through the petitioning process. Activist leaders in both cities submitted their completed petition in 2014, but for administrative reasons in each city, the proposals were not included in the balloting that year. This has been your Cannabis Radio News for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. I'm Russ Belville.
head to the Russ Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Get Dot Buzz. Dot Buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Dot Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Dot Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. Dot Buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at get.buzz. Let's talk about the plan to legalize marijuana. The politicians are playing games by calling it a monopoly. They'll do anything to trick voters. It's not a monopoly. It's a plan that initially limits the number of growers for strict regulation before adding more. It provides medical marijuana for those in need. It creates jobs and generates tax revenue. If you think it's time to legalize marijuana, this is our chance. Vote no on two and yes on three. The Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest-growing business association in the fastest-growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years, and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel 1 on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. Must wage what I have called total war against public enemy number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. But marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for the Manjaro. They make them. I experimented with marijuana in time of time, and I didn't like it. I didn't inhale. And one major responsibility is to encourage people to use less drugs. Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical rant. Welcome back, everyone. Radical Russ Belleville here live in Columbus, Ohio at the Woodlands Tavern for our CannabisRadio.com coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. And, of course, tonight... We will be getting the results on Ohio Issue 2 and Ohio Issue 3. Now, Issue 3 is pretty easy. It legalizes the personal possession and home cultivation of cannabis. It legalizes medical marijuana. And it establishes a legal marijuana market in the state of Ohio. The controversy over Issue 3 is that the legal marijuana market will consist of 1,159 independent marijuana stores, but... They'll be purchasing wholesale from cannabis grown on just 10 investor-owned plots of land where marijuana may be legally cultivated for sale. This had the politicians in Ohio screaming, Monopoly! Which is a misnomer because, last I checked, mono means one. And there are 10 separate competing entities that own the plots of land. Plus the thousands of pot shops and hundreds of processors and dozens of testing facilities that will also be independent. So as it became apparent that Issue 3 would collect all the signatures it needed to make the ballot, the legislature sprang into action. Now, you got to understand, this Ohio legislature had been besieged by desperate parents of epileptic kids to make available a non-psychoactive form of marijuana that even Utah approves of. And they wouldn't budge for years and years looking at these seizing epileptic kids, wouldn't lift a finger to help them. 
But as soon as legalization got on the ballot, within a few hours, they were able to put together issue two, which they had to put together on a Friday at like 8.30 at night when everybody was just about to leave for their vacation. And even then had to pull some shenanigans to get a couple of guys considered absent before they could get this thing passed in the Senate. So they finally put it together in a rush, this competing ballot initiative called Issue 2. Now, regardless of what you think about Issue 3, the marijuana legalization model, and and indeed some of my best friends and, and activists I know are vocally opposed to it, you just cannot, as a citizen wishing to end prohibition, vote yes on Issue 2. Issue 2 is a direct assault on the democratic power of the people to initiate laws. It's important to understand how precious that is. Fewer than half of the United States have the power to put citizens' initiatives on the ballot. Texas wishes it could do an initiative. Georgia wishes it could do an initiative. Passing Issue 2 would create extra hurdles for citizen initiatives, and it would give decisive control over these initiatives to a five-member partisan government ballot board. And not only is Issue 2 an attempt by the Ohio legislature to subvert democracy, it's an underhanded and sneaky attempt to purposefully confuse voters who support marijuana legalization. Here's how they wrote it up to confuse people. In the first two points, it says... Prohibit any petitioner from using the Ohio Constitution to grant a monopoly, oligopoly, or cartel for their exclusive financial benefit or to establish a preferential tax status. Got to hang up on Skype there. (laughs) Uh, It would also prohibit any petitioner from using the Ohio Constitution to grant a commercial interest, right, or license that is not available to similarly situated persons or non-public entities. So, to the casual consumer... This might sound like a good thing. This might sound like, oh, yeah, monopolies and cartels. That that sounds bad. I wouldn't want to have that. The, The problem, though, is that this is going to be interpreted in a much more broad fashion. See, buried in the fourth point of issue two, it says, prohibit from taking effect any proposed constitutional amendment appearing on the November 3rd, 2015 general election ballot that creates a monopoly, oligopoly, or cartel for the sale, distribution, or other use of any federal Schedule I controlled substance. So notice that they don't say it invalidates Issue 3, although that's what it does. Notice they don't say marijuana. They say federal Schedule I controlled substance. So people that aren't paying attention wouldn't recognize that marijuana is that. It's a federal Schedule I controlled substance. So there's a lot of people that would be confused about this, thinking, oh, I'm doing a good thing by prohibiting a monopoly, not realizing they're prohibiting the marijuana legalization they might vote for on the very next issue. And this was the goal of the legislature. Uh, WDTN TV in Ohio uh, published an article where they interviewed nine people about how they'd vote if the election was held today. Eight of them didn't make the ballot selections they really meant to make. So they found a way to confuse eight out of nine voters that want to legalize marijuana into voting against what they really wanted to do. WDTN went so far as to create an interactive guide with a click, you know, I want marijuana legalized, and you could click that, and uh, it would tell you to vote no on two and yes on three. So uh, they had to give them a guide, really, to figure out exactly how they were going to vote. So, Ohio, it's important. Your initiative process is precious. Note how in the first point of issue two, it says stuff about 
exclusive financial benefit, and preferential tax status. So this five-member board would get to decide what those terms actually mean, because they're not really defined in law anywhere. So, suppose issue three fails, and next year you want to put together a medical marijuana initiative where patients have a place to shop for medicine tax-free. So does the ballot board decide that dispensaries are getting an exclusive financial benefit? Are the patients getting a preferential tax status? Because if the ballot board decides that way, then your medical marijuana initiative becomes two questions on the ballot, and both of them have to get a majority in order to pass. In other words, voting yes on issue two might mean your next marijuana election in Ohio, whenever that happens to be, could require two majority votes to win instead of just one. And if that wasn't sneaky enough, when they put together this uh, summary for uh, the initiative here, the state fought hard to make sure that it would be called a monopoly. Now, issue three, Responsible Ohio, they argued, look, 10 competing interests aren't a monopoly. Mono means one, not 10. 10 is deca. You want to call it a decopoly, maybe you're on the right track, but it can't possibly be a monopoly when there's 10. But the Supreme Court sided with the state. So part of the reasoning why they wanted to make sure it was called monopoly is because the more accurate term is oligopoly. An oligopoly means a market controlled by a few wealthy players. Still not entirely accurate because there'd be a whole bunch of independent pot shops. But nevertheless, oligopoly would at least be closer to accurate. But the state recognized that who the hell knows what the word oligopoly means, right? You see that on a ballot, you're going to go, oligo, oligo, what the hell? I don't know, right? So the state used the word monopoly specifically because they thought, and this was in Houston's uh, remarks, specifically because the people would be confused by the word oligopoly and they'd understand the word monopoly. But apparently, the people aren't so confused by the term oligopoly for them to put it in issue two. In issue two, they say monopoly, cartel, or oligopoly, and probably because if they'd only left monopoly in there, it would have been subject to a lawsuit to say, hey, look, mono can't mean 10. So it was fine for issue two, but not good enough for the summary in issue three. So however you choose to vote on legalization for issue three, it would be self-defeating to vote yes on issue two. It's too important. Your democracy is too precious to allow the state to try to weaken what uh, you're trying to do here. And it could have a devastating effect on your next opportunity should you need another opportunity to legalize marijuana. To me, this issue is quite simple. I'm a cannabis consumer. I've been consuming cannabis since July 4th, 1990. For 25 years, I've been smoking pot. For 15 of those years, I was smoking pot in Idaho. Idaho's not a very friendly space to be a pot smoker. It is against the law in Idaho to merely be high in public. You don't even have to be possessing any marijuana to get busted for marijuana in Idaho. So to me, when legalization comes along, you take that opportunity. You do not pass up the opportunity to take from the cops their ability to mess with you. Now, Kevin Drum is a reporter uh, who wrote an article this week for Mother Jones entitled Marijuana for Millionaires. He was really upset that issue three uh, has this grow uh, set up like it does. And he writes, quote, 
Issue 3 turns out to be surprisingly fascinating, or venal and repellent, depending on your tolerance for sleaze. I don't care what they're legalizing, this stinks. It's crony capitalism without even a veneer of decency. And if it applied to anything else, nobody would have the gall to ever let it see the light of day. If this is the price of pot legalization, count me out. And I love it when I read stuff like that because this is a guy who has no skin in the game. Kevin Drum wrote in 2009, quote, I've never smoked a joint in my life. I've only seen one once, and that was 30 years ago. Now, marijuana has been legalized since then. Maybe he's tried it since 2009, but I doubt it because he also said, quote, I barely drink, I don't smoke, I don't like coffee. When it comes to mood-altering substances, I live the life of a monk. I never really cared much if marijuana was legal or not, end quote. Well, the problem, Kevin Drum, is that me and hundreds of thousands of cannabis consumers in Ohio do have skin in the game. We're subject to this thing called prohibition that allows police to interfere with our liberty over the smell or alleged smell of an aromatic herb on our person. To be detained for even the pretext that we might be involved with the criminal distribution of the skunky weed. The best case scenario is that we get the confiscation of our marijuana and a minor misdemeanor that equals a $150 fine. Now, I can probably handle that fine, but maybe a poor guy can't handle it, and that begins the cycle of unpaid fines and bench warrants and arrests and unemployment and crime. But if people out there are telling you to vote against this because Ohio has decriminalization, don't confuse what Ohio has with actual decriminalization. Yes, there's no arrest for up to 100 grams of possession, but it's still a minor misdemeanor that ends up on your background check. These minor misdemeanors can also mean the suspension of your driver's license for six months to five years. For the rest of your life, drug suspension remains on your driving record unless you pay lawyers to help you get your record sealed. And that's the best case scenario. Our interface with law enforcement can also lead to searches of our person and our vehicle and our home. Upon the discovery of any sort of marijuana concentrate, tickets aren't an option anymore. 100 grams of flour might be decrim, but over 5 grams of solid concentrate or 1 gram of liquid extract is a misdemeanor, and twice those amounts are a felony. That's arrest and prison time for a month to a year, and the drug criminal record to affect our job, education, and housing prospects for life. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We're live here at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio for Marijuana Election Night 2015. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute. to the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. I remember the day Addison was born. She was just perfect. But then the seizures started, up to a thousand a day from severe epilepsy. Nothing we tried or the doctors tried worked. So we moved our family from Ohio to Colorado to try medical marijuana. Now Addison only has a few seizures a day, and she's a kid again. We want to move back to Ohio, but we can't because her medicine is illegal there. 
It's time for marijuana reform. Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. Herbie's Cannabis Seeds, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best quality seeds from the world's most respected cannabis seed producers, all at the lowest online prices. You can find Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. All cannabis seeds are sold as souvenirs and as a means of preserving cannabis genetics. Herbie Seeds in no way intends to condone, promote, or incite the use of illegal or controlled substances. We strongly urge all prospective customers to check their national laws prior to placing an order. Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. Proud sponsors of The Russ Belville Show and 420 Radio. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Activism begins with ACT. The Rush Belleville Show features the stories of hardworking grassroots activists working for an end to prohibition in today's activist agenda. Welcome back, everybody, live from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ here with CannabisRadio.com and our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. Joining us here at the desk, we've got Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute. Hi, Garrett. Hey, Russ. How you doing? I'm doing great. Did you think we'd be uh, voting on legalizing Ohio in 2015? Wouldn't have dreamed of it two years ago, but this year... It's been a lot of hard work, and we're doing it. Well, tell folks your background and how you got involved with this uh, issue three. Um, well, we were um, my organization was a supporter of uh, ORG back in 2014 when they made their run. Ohio Rights Group. Ohio Rights Group, and uh, and unfortunately that didn't that didn't pan out. And when we heard about this amendment, we started looking into the ways we could participate. Yeah. So so early on. We went through the documents, uh, through the amendment, and we discovered that the ten sites that had already been allocated had the capability Ooh. had the capability that we could uh, actually go in contract with the landowners and and have land allocated to us. 
And wow. that's exactly what we did. We signed 15 acres, and our home is out in uh, Licking County in Pataskala. And that's where we're going to be putting ICI. That was, you know, that was a major development, too, because up to that point, and I'd been covering this from Oregon, one of the, the slams on issue three was, well, there will only be 10 growers. And I thought, I looked at these, these lands, and there's like 13 million square feet. And I'm like, yeah. 10 growers can't cover 13 million square feet. That's just not feasible. No, I'll tell you, Russ, you, you got it. You got it from the very start. When we first talked, you, you understood how big a deal it was that these landowners can can literally subdivide, sublease, and put this out to more growers. And, and I think you're going to see that throughout the state. I mean, you know as well as I do, inclusion breeds innovation. And, and that's what we're looking to do here in Ohio. We're looking to, to, to include people and bring in the most innovative growers and really set the stage for the whole country. So you're working on now the uh, International Cannabinoid Institute, and I was really excited when you uh, got Sue Sisley, the yep. doctor uh, who's studying uh, PTSD for our veterans, uh, or I mean uh, medical marijuana for the veterans with PTSD. Yes. She signed on with you. Tell us about she, that. She did. Uh, Sue Sisley um, is, I have the most, utmost respect for this lady. Um, she's been working... Uh, trying to get this study going since uh, almost six years now, and you would think it would be fast track. This is for the vets. This, yeah. is, this is something that support the troops, right? Makes total sense, and that's just the state of our government right now. And that's how difficult it is for these studies to uh, to be approved. So she's been in the trenches fighting. Um, I had seen her on on um, Sanjay Gupta's special. Yeah, the weed the documentary. Weed, the weed, weed, I think it was Weed 3, she, uh, Weed 2 she was in. Um, and then through a friend of a friend, made contact, and all of a sudden um, we're talking about common goals. We're talking about, about research and, and what, even though this Ohio amendment, um, you know, it, it's very controversial, but from a researcher standpoint, um, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome because we're able to have an extra layer of protection because we do have constitutional protection, um, really fr- from having a license that is can be amended, or revoked, or changed, um, and that allows for our researchers to have a comfort level that you can't find anywhere else in the United States right now. I'm Radical Russ Belville here with CannabisRadio.com. It's Marijuana Election Night 2015 here in Columbus, Ohio. Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute is sitting here with me. And uh, Garrett, it's been a it's been a difficult slog trying to first of all get legalization on the ballot, and second of all, deal with the dirty tricks from the Ohio legislature. Let's talk first about the signature gathering phase, because I remember reporting on this, and I've reported on lots of initiatives, and I always chide activists when they want to go the the, uh, uh, amateur route. Oh, we'll get volunteers, and we'll get a million signatures. No, no, you're not going to get a million signatures with your volunteers. you got to pay for that stuff. So when Responsible Ohio is paying signature gatherers, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to go get some signatures. And when the first round came in, it was like, what, sub 40% yeah. validity, which in, in signature gathering, if you're not two-thirds, you're not doing it right. right. So what was up with that? I'll tell you what, um, there, there. I think um, I think in Ohio, we've seen dirty politics at its highest throughout this entire process. Yeah. Um, and that goes to your point that, that, that I love the activists um, and the efforts that they put in, but the reality is that the the legislature and the legislative body they do not want this to happen and yeah. they're taking taking any stops and any pains they can to try to prevent that to the extent of making it as hard as we can to gather signatures to um, I mean come on issue two really I mean, that's that's just 
that boggles the mind that they could put that together in nine or ten days when they've taken 18 years and couldn't getting, didn't couldn't get it together enough to even even consider a medical marijuana bill. Right. But in nine days, they can put together legislation to stop a medical marijuana bill. Yeah, remarkable. And uh, so the, the the signature validity was low. They were playing some tricks with provisional ballots or something about your, you know your registration. There's, there's been there's been rumor after rumor. Um, but all I can say is the low validity rate was unheard of for the professional nature in which they were gathered. Yeah. Um, the Strategy Network, which is the, the, the um, political organization behind Responsible Ohio, this is what they do. This is what they do, and, and they should have a much higher validity rate. And it's a, it's a lower validity rate than they've ever had in any campaign so sure. here. So I think there were some dirty tricks going on. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I think that uh, John Houston is going to have to answer some of these questions. I hope so. So uh, we're talking about how many signatures finally got gathered in the, in the end. Um, what I heard and what was reported was there were 695,000 that were actually, actually submitted um, that were counted. And I, and I believe there were, we, we had an extra, I don't know, thirty or 40,000 that yeah. we did for just, just extra. So three-quarters of a million signatures yep. at least. Wow. Yep. Uh, the other thing about this this issue, too, to me, is it seems so paternalistic, right? It's like the people, you know, you had to get three-quarters of a million signatures to get issue three on the ballot in the Just first to get place. It on the ballot, yep. And then it goes before the voters. If the voters don't want a particular plan, yeah. they'll reject it. Yeah. But to take away their power to be able to even consider such a thing is like, no, no, you it's don't know what you're doing. It's insulting. Yeah, it's, it's totally insulting. insulting to the Ohio voters. And, and hopefully in this last week people finally understood exactly what a slap in the face this piece of legislation was. And that's exactly what you hit the nail right on the head. It's like the, the legislatures are saying, saying, you can't figure this out for yourself, so we're going to give you a little, a little nudge in that direction. Right. And, and, and uh, I mean, anybody that voted today when they saw the ballot language, was that not the most ridiculous, confusing BS you've ever seen? It's criminal. It's criminal. And, and I'm telling you, there's going to be some, some, uh, some reconciliation. I, I think somebody's going to have to answer to the, for this when it's all said and done. And I think what's going to happen is uh, come time election next, next election cycle, everyone that got us to this point is not going to forget. And the people that were responsible are going to pay at the polls. Yeah, yeah. And there will be some uh, mar- legal marijuana money being generated to uh, uh, to contribute to PACs and to, to, to put into running our own candidates. This is something that we found in the western states. Once legalization has happened, you now have lobbying muscle. You can now yeah. lobby. You can now hire consultants. And you can, you can run your own candidates yeah. uh, for office that are friendly to this business. Let, uh, let's not kid ourselves. That, that was a consideration that they had. Um, when they, with the, and I'm talking about the legislative body right now, that was definitely a consideration when they were fighting against this so hard. They are concerned about like-minded individuals such as ourselves having, having been put in a position where we can actually go out and, and support candidates that are like-minded. Yeah, how, how dare you change the laws on your own? Right. <laughs> I'm Radical Russ here with uh, CannabisRadio.com. Garrett Greenlee from International Cannabinoid Institute is here. Uh, you know, one of the knocks uh, that you get from people is, oh. Bunch of these rich people that don't smoke weed, don't do nothing for weed. They're coming in here and they're going to make money on weed. Oh, those rich people! Um, you're a toker, right? I mean, 
<laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've been I've been known to uh, to uh, do my own independent research. <laughs> there um, we go. I mean, strictly strictly on observational status. I'm not doing right. double blind studies over here. <laughs> um, there we go. But but that, that's what it really comes down to is is there is such a negative perception against rich people. And trust me, I, I get all of the arguments that everybody's making. But the reality is, without these rich people. That took this risk, and I mean, let's face it, this is a two, two and a half million dollar risk that these guys took. Without that, none of us would be sitting here now. None of us would be having this conversation. Ohio has already been thrown under the bus by all the national organizations because they state the truth. And the truth is, it's too expensive to get Ohio legalization passed because of the conservative nature of not just the legislative body, but the entire state. So to do that, you need money. So thank you, Responsible yeah. Ohio. Thank you, investors, for, for giving us this opportunity. And now, I mean, it's going to be up to us to run with this and make sure it's implemented in the proper fashion. I think we can do it. I really do. And you know what? If, if it's not going right, we'll, we'll change it. It's, yeah. a, it's an amendment, guys. That, Come on. That's my favorite line is, this will be etched in stone. You know you're talking about an amendment, right? Right. The very definition of amendment means to change something, exactly. right? Amend. Let's amend. <laughs> Let's amend the amendment. And I also think that, you know, looking long term, legalization is going to come to more states. Feds are going to drop their, uh, their opposition to it. Market forces will force Ohio to adapt to whatever comes nationwide. You'll be competing with, you know, all these great growers out west once interstate uh, sales are available. This will this will adapt. There, I mean, I've got something I don't like about every legalization state. Sure. I can name something that is wrong and needs to be changed. So we work to change it. Right. But it's easier to, as a citizen and business owner with some clout and some money working in a legal system to expand your rights yeah, exactly. than it is as a criminal to first gain your rights. And that's, that's why it's so important to me to do this. I, I could not agree with you more, and I wish more people would, would really understand that. That these investors, these guys that put up this money, um, they did us such a huge blessing, a huge favor, because they're doing all the heavy lifting with their money. Yeah. And that's the biggest, biggest step that, that we needed them to do, that, that we couldn't get done by ourselves. We weren't going to raise $20 million in a volunteer grassroots effort. That wasn't going to happen, and I think it's proven that you need that much money to pass this on Ohio. That's what that's what the the bottom line is. Yeah. It's that expensive to do it, and they put the money up. Thank you guys, appreciate yeah. it. If any of you are listening, thank, thank you. you very much. And I know uh, from my perspective, I've been dealing with a monopoly all my life called the guy. <laughs> to buy marijuana, you got to know the, the guy. guy. <laughs> How many the guys do you know? If you're lucky, two or three maybe, yeah. right? But well, usually, you're trying to call the guy. Where's right. the guy? And you got to meet the guy in a parking lot, and he's late, and his bag is short, and he's been using pesticides, yeah. and he's been charging you three hundred bucks an ounce for something that cost him twenty five to grow. Yeah. And I doubt very highly he's been kicking down anything to try to get marijuana legalized. <laughs> so thank you, Responsible Ohio, for kicking down. We really appreciate that. We got to take a break. We're live from. Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. It's a quarter till seven. The polls will be closing here in 15 minutes. We'll get our first results at the top of the hour. Garrett Greenlee from International Cannabinoid Institute. Thanks for stopping by with us. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back live from Ohio. This is CannabisRadio.com.
into the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Carter Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. The Fingerboard Extension has fretted instruments to enhance your creativity. It has new and used guitars and banjos from beginning... Sorry to interrupt, ladies and gentlemen, some breaking news. A judge in Hamilton County has ordered the polls to remain open until 9 p.m. due to voting problems. This being reported uh, from WLWT. Responsible Ohio filed an injunction to extend voting hours in Hamilton County. Ian James from Responsible Ohio said the group filed an injunction because of voting irregularities... On Tuesday, some voters reported problems with the new e-poll voter signature books at several precincts. Officials said that, as always, when voters check in, the poll workers check their names against the voter registration information. The e-poll books were supposed to make that process easier, and officials said they do when they work. Problems were reported to WLWT News 5 by voters at more than a half dozen locations by 7.30 a.m. According to the injunction filed, voters were turned away without being allowed to cast a vote in violation of their rights under the Ohio Constitution. The injunction said polling officials were unaware that they had backup paper poll books to use, or in some instances, no such backup was available, resulting in voters not being allowed to vote. Some voters said that the workers stopped allowing voting to take place, while others said workers stacked the completed voting sheets to wait for further word on what to do. Polls were scheduled to close at 7.30 p.m. Tuesday. According to responsible Ohio spokesperson Faith Altman, the polls will be open until 9 p.m. to ensure no qualified voter will be prevented from voting. We'll have more information for you as it becomes available. To high class, the fingerboard extension has National Resophonic, Hassan Dalton, Larravee, Heritage and Recording King guitars, and Mike Ramsey, Wildwood, Gold Tone, and Recording King banjos. The fingerboard extension also has drum stuff, used gear, and parts. Stop by the fingerboard extension, downtown Corvallis, Oregon, at 120 Northwest 2nd, or check out the inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com and reverb.com. As a police officer, I walked a beat, served on the vice squad and SWAT team, and became an expert on drug addiction. I saw firsthand the effects of Ohio's destructive marijuana laws. Simply put, they don't work. Ohio spends over $100 million each year on this failed effort. It's time for marijuana reform, so law enforcement can spend their time cracking down on real criminals and making Ohio a safer place for our families. 
vote yes on three. This is Radical Russ encouraging you to take a look at the Weed Blog every day. Johnny Green and the staff at the Weed Blog are on top of all the latest developments in the fight to end marijuana prohibition nationwide. You can even get the Weed Blog on your smartphone by installing the Weed Blog app for iPhone and Android. If it's about weed, it's on the Weed Blog, including my original writing. So don't delay. Read the Weed Blog today. The cannabis community is a diverse set of people from all walks of life, conservative and liberal, black and white, straight and gay, rich and poor, and everyone in between. Learn more about the people we are freeing from adult marijuana prohibition in our cannabis community chat. Welcome back live from Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we just broke the news that in Hamilton County, Ohio, the birthplace of Responsible Ohio, there's been voting irregularities. And uh, they're going to keep the polls open until 9 p.m. So we might be here a little later uh, giving you all the latest results as the uh, polls close. Uh, some of these polls, they said they're open until 7.30. So we might uh, be a little bit delayed as far as that goes as well. Garrett Greenlee is here at the desk with me. And uh, we've got a bunch of the volunteers and activists that have worked so hard Give yourselves a hand for working to legalize in Ohio, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, I've been doing this uh, since uh, 2005, and you could, if you could get in a time machine and bet me that Ohio would legalize marijuana before California, you could have won damn near anything I have, because <laughs> this is remarkable to think that California uh, is a year behind you guys. And Garrett, we were going to talk a little bit about that, that this idea that, you know, uh, the national implications of what we're doing here in Ohio. I couldn't agree more. Um, that close to your mouth there. When, when Ohio passes and we find out later tonight that it's legal in Ohio, the national implication is going to be tremendous. When people realize that a state as conservative and as controlled by a conservative legislature, can pass every at the whole. The, I'm telling you, this, this people will look back at this moment, this night, and they will say that's the turning point. And, and it's no no universal coincidence that Ohio will be the literally the 25th state to legalize marijuana in some way, shape, or form. Medical, the, yeah. the tipping point. Right. Literally, the tipping point. Half the states. People are going to look back on tonight and go, that's when it happened. That's when, that's when the national dialogue changed. That's when, that's when everything turned is the day that Ohio passed. Yeah, I, you know, and it's, it's much more significant, I think, than even California passing because you expect California to legalize weed. I mean, that's kind of their thing, right? You'd expect right. that on it's the not, West Coast. It's not going to make any headlines. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, they, they're figuring it out. But Ohio, that's, that's just remarkable to me. Well, the nation's going to be shocked tomorrow morning when the headlines on every major news organization is marijuana is legal in Ohio. It's going to reverberate across the entire country, possibly across the entire world. Yeah. I mean, we, we see what's going on now in other states, other, other countries. I mean, let, let's face it, one of the major reasons that they had cannabis as an illegal substance was because of the Ohio states. They were just kowtowing to the, the Ohio state policy, the, the state of state United States policy. Right. That's it. 
Right. And now all these other all these other countries are going. We didn't really think it was that bad. Let's uh, Peru. Let's legalize it. Yes. You know, yes. Costa Rica. Let's legalize it. Yes. Uh, in fact, the United Nations is having a special assembly. Uh, around the 420 weekend next year in 2016 in New York City, the United Nations Special Assembly is meeting to discuss all of the international drug treaties because yeah. a lot of these countries are going, hey, Colorado, right. Washington, wait a minute. You can't break this treaty and then expect us to hold exactly. it. Exactly. Come on. Now, the United States has been mealy-mouthed about this saying, well, well, we haven't legalized it federally. <laughs> oh, come that, on now. That, that, that rhetoric is getting old. It's getting tired. And people are – the whole country is ready for a change. Did you see the latest Quinnipiac poll about medical marijuana? Yeah, yeah. 90% yeah. in Ohio. The highest poll ever in any state ever in Ohio, yeah. of all places, 90% approval for medical marijuana. I could run a poll asking if grass is green, and I wouldn't get 90% on that. <laughs> That's right. You don't get 90% in public policy polling. That happened. And, and to me, another consideration that we have here – is some people have this thought that, well, legalization is happening. It's coming eventually. We should wait around until something better comes along. And I don't see that that's going to happen because what I see happening is all the opponents of legalization going, well, shit, we're going to lose. We're, they, it's going to be legal. So let's legalize it as little as we can. Yeah. Let's try to undercut some of their talking points. Like, let's legalize possession of an ounce and growing four plants, but no buying and selling. Or let's legalize CBD oil so they get those epileptic kids off the state house floor. Yeah, listen, Rush, you have you have been the consistent voice in this entire narrative, and that is that they they started this war on drugs. It was them, wasn't us. It yeah. was them, and that's exactly what it is. It's a war, and and they people go to jail. They risk their lives. They 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 have their lives ruined because of what they believe in, and and, and how how much. How much just clar- clarity they have about the fact that this is not an evil drug, and and they're willing to put their lives at risk for it. And it, this is a war. And if we can take a, a step forward um, and, and move this war in any way, shape, or form, if you do not grasp that and charge it with every single fiber of your being, then then you're not. You, you don't believe it should be legal. You yeah. just don't. You're not. You're not an advocate. Yeah, from my perspective, Richard Nixon declared war on me in 1971, and I was I was only three. <laughs> but still, I grew up to become a pot smoker, aka a drug user, aka public enemy number one. That's what he called me, and people like me, yeah. people like you that consume cannabis, public enemy number one. And I've been arrested and incarcerated for marijuana. It was not a long time; it was six hours in a jail. But it's six so, hours, I'd have rather been doing something else, that's for so. sure. How many times have you felt threatened because oh, of your choices? Numerous, How many times? numerous times. More than I could count. That ice water feeling you get when you see cop, yeah. you know, the cop rack in the back window. He's not even turned on the lights yet. You just see the cop rack yeah. going, oh, shit. Yeah. And it's a station wagon. Yeah, it's, it's a station <laughs> rack, yeah, with the, the rack on it. Uh, uh, but I just yesterday finished paying off $1,200 worth of fines related to my possession charge in Utah. Wow. $1,200. What, what they allege I possessed was that much little bit of residue on the inside of a vapor pen. Little nice. tiny, like not even enough to like get a newbie high. Wow. So, so how much was that per gram then? <laughs> well over, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 per gram. $30,000 gram, man. But that's, that requires the cops to uh, pull me out of the car, 
to set me on the side of the freeway in handcuffs and watch as they went through all my stuff with the dog and, you know, going through everything to find what turned out to be a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of marijuana. This cost me $1,200 and eight hours of my life and, you know, all the headache and hassle of getting bail. You know what I learned getting busted, though? This is an important lesson, important life lesson. Memorize somebody's phone number. Uh-huh. I'm in jail, and they're like, "You can make your, you can make a call." And I go up to the phone. I'm like, "I don't know anybody's number. I got a cell phone. Right? <laughs> I know my speed dial. Can I push one? Will that work? No, that's, that's not going to work." Uh, I know people when they go to festivals, they will with magic marker write their lawyer's number on their arm <laughs> when they go to a festival. So. Smart, smart, very, very smart. Well, folks, we are closing up on the top of the hour. Five minutes away to seven o'clock. Uh, the polls close at seven or seven thirty. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Except in Hamilton, they're closing at nine. Hamilton, they'll close. Hamilton, at nine. get out and keep voting. Keep voting in Hamilton. That's right. Are open and we had reports too of people being uh, given provisional ballots, saying, "Oh, you're not really registered. You get this." Maybe it'll count ballot. Yeah. Don't stand for that Don't. either. Fight fight for your rights to be counted in real time. Very important. That fight get, for your rights. That we get this passed. And this is this is another battlefield. And, and, and using that war metaphor, you know, for the people there that are people out there that are saying to vote against that, to me is kind of like hearing the lieutenant in the war saying, Charlie Company needs to die. We need to sacrifice Charlie Company because of a greater you know, battle in the war. Yeah. I could be convinced of that if you could show me something worth sacrificing Charlie Company for, sure. but I don't see that. I see 18,000 tickets and arrests happening next year if yeah. this doesn't pass. True. I see sick kids with epilepsy dying if this doesn't pass. I can't imagine not voting for it. Yeah, listen, we, we, we have to get past the, the need for uh, utopia, the need for the perfect legislation in any state, not just Ohio. Any advancement forward will bring change. Any advancement forward, we have a chance right now to do it. If you haven't voted yet, get out there in Ohio. Please cast your vote. No on two, yes on three. No on two, yes on three. It's simple. Just count the letters. How many letters in no? Two. two. How many letters in yes? Three. three. No on two, yes on three. Even a stoner can handle it. Even Trust me. <laughs> Even a stoner can handle it. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. This is our live marijuana election night 2015 coverage from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to take a break, get around the top of the hour, see if we can see any results coming in or polls or any more news to bring to you. Garrett, thanks for joining us here. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate it very much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And by the way, the Russ Belville Show is available on CannabisRadio.com Monday through Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and TuneIn. I'm Radical Russ everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. Just look for Radical Russ. You'll find me. We're back with more coverage from Ohio right after this. Yes, the Glenn Miller Orchestra with the official state song of Ohio. That's beautiful Ohio. You guys have the mellowest state song. This would this be really good with an indica, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm Radical Russ Belvo with CannabisRadio.com. You're listening to Marijuana Election Night 2015. Glad to have you here. We are live at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. It was a beautiful day today for people that were going out to vote yes on three and no on two. Sunny, beautiful, about 65, no excuses not to get out and vote. And the uh, initial reports that I heard were lots and lots of young people uh, at the polls looking for their chance to legalize 
the adult use of marijuana here in the state. Issue three would, like all the other states that have legalized marijuana, is going to uh, legalize the possession of an ounce of marijuana. And that'll be just in public. You can uh, have an ounce of marijuana. But also would legalize an ounce of concentrates. And that's a lot something that people in some of these people in Ohio don't know is that concentrates are treated different in Ohio than marijuana is treated. Usable flour, you can have up to 100 grams. And that's a lot. That's three and a half ounces of weed. And you're just going to get a minor misdemeanor ticket. Now, the problem is the minor misdemeanor stays on your record. Your driver's license can get suspended. That stays on your record. So it sucks. It's not just a ticket. You know, you get a speeding ticket. That's not going to stop you from getting a job when they look that up. When they see drug suspension on your license, that's going to stop you from getting a job. So it's no, you know, little thing. But 100 grams... And not doing prison time, jail time, that's that's not bad. But what people don't understand is that decrim does not apply to concentrates. It does not apply to extracts or concentrates. So everybody's talking about dabs and shatter and wax and butter and hash and all of these these concentrated forms of cannabis. One gram, one gram of liquid form gets you a misdemeanor. Five grams of solid form gets you a misdemeanor. Five grams of shatter will get you a misdemeanor. One gram of oil will get you a misdemeanor. And twice that amount. If you have two grams of liquid concentrate, ten grams of solid concentrate, it's a felony in this state. You can get a year in prison for it. Issue three is going to legalize an ounce of that. You'll be able to have 28 grams of shatter or oil, and it'll be perfectly legal. So that's one aspect I think a lot of people haven't paid attention to. Another aspect is the home growing, which is equal to what my home state of Oregon allows. Four plants, eight ounces. Now, I get people to say, four plants? You can't do anything with four plants. That's not enough. And I agree. You should be able to have more plants. But I'll take four over zero. I'll take four over zero any day. And the other thing about this is people get into these paranoid conspiracy theory thinking of, well, if you have to get a license, they're going to inspect your home and there'll be armed agents of the state checking everything. It's like, okay. Let's play worst case scenario and suppose that's true. Is it any more onerous than having, you know, building inspectors come in to check out your kitchen remodel? Right? I mean, if, if you're not intending on breaking the law, it's not that big a deal. But I don't even think it's going to come to that. The expense it would take <laughs> to have to do something like that is not worth the hassle they would go through to do this. Anybody that tells you that it's going to be worse when legalization happens has never lived in a state where there's legalization. The very first thing that happens when you legalize marijuana is marijuana is no longer contraband. Now, that sounds obvious, right? It's legal. It's not contraband. But what that means is it completely changes the interaction with the police officer. The smell of marijuana and the sight of marijuana are no longer probable causes for him to investigate any further. Now, that doesn't mean that a cop won't be a jerk and violate your rights. You know, that doesn't stop that, but you at least have something to go on now when you want to press that charge against that cop for messing with you. In the states of Alaska, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado, drug dogs that sniff marijuana are retired now. They can't untrain them from sniffing marijuana. And a dog doesn't alert differently for coke or meth or marijuana, so those drug dogs are retired now. No more of the uh, warrant on a leash where the cop gets the dog to alert for fake marijuana that's not actually there. Sometimes people get upset at these legalizations when they don't go far enough. Well, they can still fire me. 
They can still fire me for a pee test. That's true. And that's something that needs to change. But is that easier to change when you're talking about protecting a criminal's right to work or when you're talking about protecting a citizen's right to work? When marijuana is legal, you force them into this dilemma of trying to explain why Bob the drunk gets to get wasted on the weekend and come in hungover and he doesn't get fired. But you, the pot smoker, coming in completely sober after smoking a joint last weekend could get fired? That's going to force... Now, there's so much that still will need to be done. There's going to be court cases to have to figure out where these rules apply. How should they apply? And legalization isn't a fixed proposal. It's not a final destination. What we do tonight in legalizing under Issue 3 is merely the beginning of the work that needs to be done. Now, I live in Oregon, which I think has the best legalization on the planet, but there's still lots of work that needs to be done in Oregon. You're never going to stop reforming these laws, but you've got to get every win you can as you're trying to reform these laws. The uh, passage of Issue 3 is paramount, and again, it can't be overestimated how significant passing legalization in Ohio will be to the national dialogue on marijuana legalization overall. If Ohio can pass legalization, anybody can pass legalization. And the inevitability of marijuana legalization, which is one of the strongest talking points we've got right now, the feeling that everybody's for this and it's inevitable, that talking point gets so much stronger after Ohio has passed Issue 3. Because we can say even in a somewhat conservative purple swing state that's not really known for being the hotbed of pot, If they can pass it, this can pass in any state. And as we move into California, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, Maine, and and, uh, Massachusetts, possibly voting on marijuana legalization, that will be an enormous talking point for us to have. On the flip side, suppose Issue 3 fails. If Issue 3 fails and we're moving into the 2016 election, every presidential talking point going into the uh, debates in Columbus and the, or the convention in Columbus is going to be about how America has turned its back on legalization. How, um, how legalization is just for the West, just for the liberal left coasters. It's not really for the heartland. The people in the middle America have rejected legalization. They won't talk about monopolies or grow cartels. They'll just say, Americans rejected legalization. The pendulum has swung. This is very, very dangerous, and especially as so many of the groups that have either opposed or been very uh, lukewarm on Issue 3, our opponents will be able to say, oh, you said it was about arrests. You said it was about civil rights. You said it was about ending mass incarceration. But when it came right down to it, you abandoned all of those things because you didn't like the business model. It really wasn't that big a deal, was it? Because if it's not the right business model... You can't approve of it. That's a very dangerous slope to have to stand on when it comes to making these arguments in the future. And I find it's going to be kind of difficult, if this thing is to lose, uh, how we're going to spin that. So it's going to be very difficult, I think. All right, we're going to take a little break here because Skype keeps calling me. And uh, when we come back, we'll have more from the Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, for Marijuana Election Night 2015. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. You can find me online everywhere at Radical Russ.
Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Imagine life without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your Cannabis 280E in tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPA's Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. NewEraCPAs.com, with years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com. Good day, tokers and toquettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. This is Radical Russ Belville, and I'm here to tell you that I'm moving to CannabisRadio.com. It's been an amazing three years on 420 Radio, and I want to thank you for all your support. My show on 420 Radio will continue for now, but eventually you'll only be able to hear me live and get my podcasts through CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you follow at Radio and at Radical Russ on Twitter for all the latest updates. I'll talk to you soon on CannabisRadio.com, and until next time, take care of each other, tokers. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Dr. Dauber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Get Dot Buzz. Dot Buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Dot Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Dot Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. Dot Buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at get.buzz. Welcome. We are here at the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belleville Show. We are bringing you live coverage of the election night 2015 here in the state of Ohio where they're voting on issue three and issue two because if it's going to be marijuana legalization, they got to throw some roadblocks at us. And so I hope people out there listening are paying attention to some of the shenanigans that have been pulled here in the state of Ohio. In a lot of the states that have initiatives, there's a power for the citizens to put out an initiative where, you know, they go out old-fashioned, gather signatures, put something on the ballot, and vote on it. But there's also the power in most of these states for legislative referrals where they can, you know, the legislature can come up with something, put it on the ballot, and get everyone to vote or not vote on it. So that's what's happened here in the state of Ohio with Issue 2. Issue three is the Responsible Ohio uh, Marijuana Legalization Proposal, 
And at first, nobody thought it was going to make the ballot, wouldn't get enough signatures, yada, yada, yada. But as it proved it was professional and was going to get the signatures and make the ballot, the Ohio legislature reacted by pressing forth with this issue two. Issue two specifically invalidates issue three. It's got five points to it, and its fourth point says that anything on this ballot that would legalize marijuana is invalidated. So we have a situation where we might have a majority that votes for marijuana legalization and have a majority that votes that the legalization they just passed can't go into effect. And and that's just amazing to me that, you know, one of the things I was reading, Kevin Drum was reading about how or writing about how uh, egregious this initiative was and how it, you know, if it wasn't weed legalization, everybody would been a, had been appalled by the tactics used to get it on the ballot. I say the tactics being used by the state of Ohio to try to fight this thing are far, far more egregious and injurious to our democracy itself. Folks, it's not every day that you get, or it's not every state that has the uh, ability to pass citizen initiatives. And so to give up any of that power in any way, any sliver of that power to the state is a huge mistake. Regardless of what you think about marijuana legalization, don't mess up the ability to pass initiatives. I mean, it's being sold as this idea of the Constitution shouldn't be used for anyone's private gain. And there, there may be a legitimate argument to that. However, it's not like constitutional amendments can just be put on the ballot and automatically pass. You have to get the signatures of average voters. You have to get the votes from a majority of the people. There might be circumstances where the majority thinks that running things in a structured oligopoly is a good thing. Why take away from the ability, the ability of voters to make those kinds of decisions? To support this is to say that voters are inept, voters are ignorant, and voters will just do whatever the money tells them to do. And I don't believe that's true. I believe voters are smarter than that, and voters can make the right decisions. You know... Legalizing in Ohio is not the same argument as legalizing in Oregon or California or any other state that's really known for liberal marijuana policies in the West or the Northeast. We're talking about a very conservative Rust Belt state that since decrim in what, 73 or whatever year it was, 75 maybe, 75? I don't remember what year it was. I was young. But since then has not done anything with respect to marijuana reform. We're talking about a legislature that can't even be moved by the little kids with epilepsy. The little kids with epilepsy that moved the legislators in Utah, (laughs) freaking Utah, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, all of the South, not places known for their love of weed. These people passed CBD oil legislation, but Ohio's legislature couldn't be bothered to help these sick kids. It's just, it's a different sort of world you're working in here. We're also dealing with a state that has some very entrenched political players and all sorts of political skullduggery afoot, to be honest. So we've got people that are purposefully putting every roadblock they can in the way of the citizens of Ohio trying to legalize marijuana. And to me, there's no good reason that anyone has told me so far that uh, justifies having another 18,000 tickets and arrests next year. 
On Normal's website, they show how many tickets and arrests you get here in the state of Ohio. And for the past five, six, seven years, it's 18,000 every year. That's 18,000 people. Now, they're not all arrests. A lot of them are tickets for sure. But for some people, $150 ticket is a big ticket. And those tickets can lead to fines that don't get paid. And fines that don't get paid lead to bench warrants. And bench warrants lead to arrests. And arrests lead to convictions. And convictions lead to you not being able to get a job or a scholarship or housing in certain circumstances. These are real people's lives that are at stake when we talk about legalizing marijuana. Now, one of the arguments I hear is the bird in the hand, two in the bush theory, right? That, oh, there's better legalization coming. There's people putting it together for 2016. There's better legalization coming. And I just have two questions. Show me the money. Show me the signatures. If you can show me that you've got the money and signatures to pass something better, then that changes the discussion. But to give up the opportunity to end my own criminality and the criminality of hundreds of thousands of Ohioans on a promise, on a wish, on a dream, is certainly not worth it. You've got to take every opportunity you can, and the polls are still open, Ohioans, for the next 12 minutes. If you haven't made your way to vote, you can still do it. And I know in most elections, if you're in line, by the time the polls close, they have to let you vote if you're still in line. So don't think you're not going to make it. If you can get into that line before 7.30, you can vote on this. It's very important. We'll start to see some of the results coming in here in probably about 10, 12, 15 minutes. We'll be here live with you as we see how Issue 2 and Issue 3 go down. Now, what happens with these if they both pass? That's an interesting question. Issue 3 is marijuana legalization. Issue 2 says Issue 3 can't be. So, what if they both pass? There are some theories that say whoever gets the most votes wins. So, if Issue 2 gets the most votes... No legalization, even if issue three passed. But if issue three gets more votes than issue two, the theory goes, he who gets the most votes wins and legalization takes effect. But there's a counter theory that says, aha, legislative initiatives like issue two go into effect immediately. Citizen initiatives don't go into effect for 30 days. So if both of them win, even if issue two gets less vote, it would still go into effect first, and then the vote for the issue three couldn't take effect. Well, these are all theories. And whenever you have legal theories, that means you have court cases, and that means this will be tied up in the Ohio Supreme Court for quite a while if both of the, these things pass. Now, either way, if they both pass, I tell the rest of the world that Ohio legalized weed. Now, whether it happens, whether the courts agree with that or not, we still get the, the PR, we still get the... The, uh, the talking point going into 2016 that the majority supported it and only because the legislature messed with it did it not go into effect. If issue three passes and issue two doesn't pass, then we're great. <laughs> Marijuana's legal. Let's go. There's also a possibility issue three could fail and issue two could pass. In that case, we've got no legalization and the next shot at trying to pass even medical marijuana gets more difficult. And if both fail, both issue two and issue three fail, then we're no worse off than where we were when we started this whole journey. Whatever happens, we'll be here at CannabisRadio.com on our live coverage on the Russ Belville Show's Marijuana Election Night 2015, live from the Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio. Stick around. We're going to take a break. Get ourselves caught up on whatever election results we can find. 
nine minutes away until the polls close. We'll start seeing some returns soon. Follow me, Radical Russ, everywhere. R-A-D-I-C-A-L Russ. We're back after this. Belleville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest growing business association in the fastest growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel One on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. We are here at Woodlands Tavern in... Columbus, Ohio, with our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. It is 7.31 Eastern Time, so the polls are beginning to close in the state of Ohio. We'll be giving you the election results as they become available on Ohio Issue 2 and Ohio Issue 3. Issue 2 would invalidate Issue 3, so we're looking for a win on Issue 3 and a loss on Issue 2. It's very complex and... uh, You know, I want to thank the people of Ohio uh, who've been so supportive of me during this uh, election campaign. Uh, I've been one of the few national commentators who's been very vocally in support of Issue 3, while others have been trashing it. And uh, I'm just consistent that way. I always vote for legalization. I always figure, what's the cop going to do? Is the cop going to vote for it? If the cop's against it, I'm for it. (laughs) Uh, That's because my enemy isn't rich people. My enemy is the cops. My enemy uh, is the people that want to take my liberty from me. And so that's why it's so important to me that we pass these legalization initiatives when we get the chance to do so. Uh, to, to wish for the perfect legalization, uh, to me, is foolish when you have the chance to pass a really good legalization. That's, that's something that's been, you know, vexing to me is the people that are against this who, you know, are against it because of whatever they think the growth situation is can't see the forest for the trees. That everything else we're talking about in this legalization measure uh, is very good legalization, uh, especially to me, the medical marijuana provisions that we have here uh, with respect to the uh, ability of patients 
to be able to medicate at the job site. So long as they don't become impaired, they can medicate at the job site. And that's not, that's something that we don't have in Oregon. That's something we don't have uh, in any of the legal states. Every state, even with medical marijuana, California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, and Michigan have all taken cases to their Supreme Courts where medical marijuana patients have been busted for the metabolites in their pee. They're not even using it at work. They're not even talking about active THC, but we're talking about people that just have the residuals in their system, and they lose their jobs. They lose their jobs even though they're medical patients in their state. It's so bad that in Colorado, Colorado has this specific law called the Lawful Off-Duties Activities Statute. Lawful Off-Duty Activities. And what it means is you can't be discriminated against at work for doing something off-duty that's legal. Right, and this could be you belong to the Elks Club, or you belong to you know the Masons, or or you advocate for whatever. You can't be discriminated against in Colorado for doing something that's legal off the clock. So this medical marijuana patient, his name is Brandon Coates, and he's a paraplegic. He's in a wheelchair, right? He, he he's working at Dish Network, doing telephone, you know, customer service. Which you know, guy in a wheelchair, perfect job, right? Telephone customer service. He gets popped for the drug test. It turns out positive for the metabolites. Dish Network fires him. He sues and says, look, I'm doing something legal off-duty. Medical marijuana is legal in Colorado. I'm doing it off-duty. You can't fire me. And what happened was the Colorado Supreme Court said, well, it's illegal federally. So you weren't doing something that was legal off-duty. It's illegal federally. Which is a real stretch to think that a Colorado Supreme Court evaluating a Colorado law would apply that to something outside of Colorado law. It's like, oh, now all of a sudden federal law makes a big deal. You're all states' rights when you want to be states' rightsy. But when it comes to protecting medical marijuana patients, that doesn't apply. So it's been very difficult uh, for medical marijuana patients throughout the country to maintain their workplace rights. And for a lot of these people, they're on disability, uh, they're on Social Security, and so if they're able to get a job, that helps us all as far as their support, as far as not having to, you know, say, get on food stamps or something. And so to take that opportunity away from them for doing something that the people of their state have voted should be legal is just a travesty. And this initiative, this issue three in Ohio, would legalize medical marijuana with a very broad list of conditions and the ability of patients to not only be medical marijuana patients and keep their job, but to medicate at the workplace. That's unheard of in any of the other medical marijuana states. Another thing that's unheard of recently is the ability of patients to be able to home grow. In every state that's passed medical marijuana since 2010, patients can't grow their own plants. And in a few of these states, New York, Minnesota, they can't even have plant. They can't buy flour from the dispensary. They have to buy edibles or tinctures or some sort of vaporizable product. They're only allowed non-smokable forms of marijuana. So the medical marijuana laws since 2010 have gotten worse and worse and worse. Ohio can break that logjam by creating a medical marijuana that's on par with almost any state as far as allowing patients to grow their own, as far as protecting them in the workplace, and in an interesting wrinkle with uh, Ohio's legalization, 
medical marijuana for the indigent is funded by taxes on the adult use side. So it's actually going to be better for these patients to be able to get medicine at a low cost, a wholesale cost, or even for free, thanks to the way this initiative is written. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We're here at the Woodside, uh, Woodside? Woodland. Woodland, thank you. Woodland Tavern. I, was, I lost track of what I was doing. At the Woodland Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, we're waiting for the results to come in. So far, 0% reporting on Cleveland Dispatch, uh, but this was last updated by them at 7.10 p.m. Uh, the polls here close at 7.30, so we're still waiting for some of these results to come in. Again, we're looking at Issue 2 and Issue 3. Issue 3 would legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio, the seventh largest state in America. And Issue 2 would specifically invalidate Issue 3. So it's a confusing vote. we got to make sure we win one and not the other. The news stations are covering it here in the bar as I look up on the, uh, the big screens there. We can see a couple of the stories being covered. 10 TV is on this as well. I want to thank all of the listeners that are tuning in on CannabisRadio.com. I'm Radical Russ Belville, host of The Russ Belville Show. We're heard exclusively here on CannabisRadio.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every weekday. We're interviewing the movers and shakers, the leaders, the activists, the researchers, scientists, and more. If it has to do with marijuana law reform, you will hear it on CannabisRadio.com and The Russ Belville Show. We've also got other great shows, including medical shows, uh, shows from nurses and doctors. We have shows from enthusiasts. We have comedy shows. All sorts of stuff at CannabisRadio.com, and it's all free. I'm going to take a short break, and when we come back, we hope to have some of the first results here in the state of Ohio for Marijuana Legalization Night, Marijuana Election Night 2015. We've got great stuff on CannabisRadio.com. Make sure you check us out. We'll have even more developments as the uh, network develops. We've got some big names that are signing on to Cannabis Radio. I can't tell you who they are because it's not official yet. Well, it's official, but it's not released yet. But just trust me, big names on CannabisRadio.com. And joining us on CannabisRadio.com as well, we've got Dr. Mitch Earlywine. He's the, uh, he is the uh, board of directors. He's the chairman of the board of Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, as well as a well-respected author and researcher on marijuana and its effects. So you'll get the expert opinion from Dr. Mitch on burning issues on CannabisRadio.com. We've also got Hemp Resent with Vivian McPeak. He is the executive director of Seattle Hemp Fest and a good friend of mine. You can check out all about the hemp and marijuana reform movements on Hemp Resent on CannabisRadio.com. We've got a grow show with Kyle Cushman. If you know master veganic grower Kyle Cushman, he's got a show on CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather has a medical show as well, and there will be just many, many more shows coming. We're also heard on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iTunes. Just look for Cannabis Radio. There's a lot of them out there. Make sure it's just Cannabis Radio. No other words, just Cannabis Radio, and you'll find us. Uh, it is uh, 7.45 Eastern Time. We are at the uh, Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, looking at the latest page from uh, Cleveland.com, ClevelandDispatch.com. Uh, the polls here have been updated as of 7.38, but they're still showing zeros on any of the results. So we've got no results to report yet, even though the polls are just now beginning to close. I'm checking a number of uh, websites a uh, number of the news websites out here to see what we've got on Ohio Issue 2 and Ohio Issue 3. 
Issue three, of course, is for the legalization of marijuana. Issue two would invalidate that legalization of marijuana. So very confusing vote that's going on here. There are also a uh, couple of cities in Michigan that are voting on their own citywide marijuana legalization, which is kind of a symbolic thing. It won't stop the cops from being able to to bust people, but uh, at least there would be some measure of the public mentioning that there shouldn't be punishment for the adult personal use of marijuana in the United States. Uh, We will be here as long as it takes to get you the results on the Ohio Marijuana Election Night. Uh, 2015. We're on CannabisRadio.com. I want to thank all the new listeners who've joined us and remind you that my show, the Russ Belville Show, is available on CannabisRadio.com every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. It is live, recorded live, and we've got a call-in number as well. So uh, when you're listening to the show, you find something that interests you, you can uh, talk to us, call in live. And uh, we'll see what we can find here as we're looking at the rest of the ballot initiatives. None of the websites that I've looked up so far have uh, given us any information on what's happened. It's still early. The polls have just closed uh, about 17 minutes ago, so we may be a while. Uh, If you just joined us, Hamilton County uh, reported some voting irregularities as far as the ballots being available and people being able to exercise their right to vote. Uh, There's been an injunction filed, Hamilton County. Uh, home of Cincinnati, uh, will be voting until 9 p.m. So if you had problems voting, if you're in Hamilton County, uh, you can still make it out to the polls by 9 p.m. And remember, if you're, if you're in line, you get the right to vote. They're not going to uh, uh, stop you if you don't make it in by 9. You have to just be in line by 9 o'clock. So make sure you do that if you're in Hamilton County. We're going to need every vote we can get. When Ohio legalizes marijuana, it's going to completely change the conversation regarding marijuana legalization in the United States. The 2016 presidential candidates will not be able to avoid the topic as no Republican can win the presidency without winning the state of Ohio. And they're having their uh, convention here. So it's going to put marijuana front and center in the political debates as we move forward. And as we look at possibly six other states voting on marijuana legalization come 2016. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We'll stay here and bring you the results as they come in. In the meantime, enjoy some marijuana-flavored music here at the Woodlands Tavern in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. And find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. It's quite amazing that we're sitting here at the uh, Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio, for our Marijuana Election Night 2015 coverage. Uh, Polls, latest update we've got uh, came in from 7.38 p.m., so no results yet. We're still waiting on the uh, first uh, polls to come in here. Zero percent reporting so far. Uh, The TV stations are covering it up here in the bar, so we're taking a look at their screens as well. As soon as we know, we will have information for you right here on CannabisRadio.com. All sorts of activists passing out stickers and people just gathered waiting for the news. We can't wait to find out what happens here in the state of Ohio. This is... uh, very special time for me to be here. Uh, I've covered marijuana legalization in every state since 2010, 
that has proposed it. I was in uh, Oaksterdam in 2010 uh, for Prop 19. I was in Seattle in 2012 for Initiative 502. I was in Portland, Oregon in 2014 for our Measure 91. And now here in Columbus, Ohio for Issue 3, and it's a real honor to be here. Big thanks to everybody who had a hand in bringing me out here because I didn't think I'd be able to make it to Columbus. Uh, My first time here... I got a picture at the stadium. I, I decided that was important. Uh, I'm a big college football fan, so I had to see what... I'm, I'm from Boise, so I had to see what a real stadium looked like. <laughs> like, oh my God, that place is huge. Uh, we are sure hoping that we get marijuana legalization passed here in the state of Ohio. And uh, we will bring you the results just as soon as we know more. But for me, this is a very uh, a personal thing. Uh, I don't really care much who's making money on marijuana. Uh, all the time I was ever buying weed illegally, allegedly, uh, I was buying it from a guy. You know, that's the thing in marijuana. You had to have a guy. And that's the monopoly we've been dealing with as cannabis consumers for years, is the guy. And the fact that prohibition prevents us from comparison shopping and finding a better guy or a better deal. And it leads to a situation where the guy can rip you off. Or short your bag. Or have a non-standard product. Or as I like to say, I'm originally from the state of Idaho where there was two strains. Got some and don't. Right? That's your choice, right? There's, you want some weed? Here's some weed. That's your choice. You take it or you leave it. And seedy and stemmy and, and you know all the problems. Having to meet people in a parking lot. Somebody you don't know. Waiting. You know, where is this guy? He said he'd be here 15 minutes ago, an hour ago, right? <laughs> in 15 minutes, right? The longest time it ever takes. And so t- so to me, this is uh, quite a simple question. You're asking me, should we vote to legalize having an ounce on me at any time, being able to grow four plants and have a half pound at my house, and having up to over a thousand pot shops to go shop out? I, I can't think of a good reason why not to have that from my perspective as someone who's a cannabis consumer. Now, I understand the perspective of the people who want to be grow millionaires. People that are currently growing weed and selling weed, and they like that profit, they like that lifestyle, and they're thinking, I want to get on this as a legal thing. But you've got to understand that these grow sites, these 10 constitutionally mandated plots, total over 13 million square feet. It's going to take a lot of people to tend those grows. So there's going to be jobs everywhere from the bottom, like trimmers, all the way up to master growers who are in charge of these multi-10,000 square foot, 100,000 square foot plots. And these are going to be incredible career opportunities. So, yeah, you might not get to be Bill Gates. You might not get to be the guy who founds Microsoft and becomes a billionaire, but you can be one of the first top guys in Microsoft. You can be a Steve Ballmer. You can, you know, you can be one of those top executives you've never heard of who are multi-millionaires by now, even though you never heard of them because they got in on the ground floor. Well, you're not going to get in on any ground floor if marijuana is not legalized. Now, I know there's also the argument that something better's coming along. Something better's coming along. There'll be something in 2016. Really? Because if there's going to be something in 2016, it needs to start happening now. There needs to be some money in the bank, and there needs to be some signatures ready to go. We need to start on that pretty quick if 2016 is going to happen. And if there were a viable 2016 alternative, it would completely change the conversation. But I don't see a group or an organization that has the power to pull something like that off. 
I had someone on Twitter today that was saying, oh, but there's, there's a group that's going to do medical. They're going to do medical. I'm like, great. So we should turn up the opportunity to protect 100% of cannabis consumers and then accept protecting only 10% of them? Why move backwards? <laughs> and, and that's another thing that a lot of people aren't considering is that if a marijuana legalization initiative fails in a conservative state, what's the chance that the next time around gets more liberal? Right? What's the chance the next one gets even better? I don't know that it will. If we've seen from the trajectory of medical marijuana laws, they've gotten more and more restrictive as time has gone on. California started with anybody can have medical marijuana uh, for any condition that a doctor says. But then as it moved to Oregon and Washington and these other states, we started getting condition lists and limits on numbers of plants and limits on possession. And as it moved further eastward... We got limits on home grow or no home grow at all. And then it got even more restrictive as we saw states not even allowing for smokable plant matter. You have to get tinctures or vaporizers. So the trajectory so far has been that states get more and more conservative. So the next time around for Ohio, even if it's a medical marijuana amendment, may not be as advantageous as what you're going to get right now by voting on issue three. To go straight from illegal to having both medical and legal, that would be unique, folks. That would be unique, and I wouldn't pass that up at this point. Welcome back to our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 here from Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Our election results won't be coming in until the top of the hour because of voting irregularities in Hamilton County, forcing the polls to remain open until 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So in the meantime, I've decided to institute the Radical Rust Drug Test. Who wants to win 20 bucks? Anybody want to win 20 bucks? All you got to do is play our trivia contest. If you want to win 20 bucks, come up and sit next to me right here. Who wants to win 20 bucks on Drug Bore Trivia? Who can do it? Who? Come on up. Whoever's first up here. 20 bucks on Drug Bore Trivia. Howdy. Welcome, welcome. Grab that headphone, and then we'll put this mic in your hand as soon as you're ready. Tell folks your name, sir. Uh, my name's John Roseborough. John, nice to have you here. And uh, here's our, our game board over on the right on the projector here. And it's kind of like Jeopardy, right? We've got six categories. News Nugs, Hemp History, Prohibitionists, International, Cannabis Culture, and Herbal Health. But unlike Jeopardy, you're not picking by dollars, you're picking by weight. So, questions range from swag, eighth, quarter, half, ounce, two ounces, and quarter pound. And of course, the heavier the question, the harder the question. Your goal is to come up with an ounce without missing a question. You have to hold that close to your mouth there. Uh, so, you could do that by answering one one-ounce question, or two half questions or four quarters or however you want to do it, but you're trying to gather an ounce. You don't have to worry about the two ounce and the quarter pound questions. Those are real stumpers. So if you can gather an ounce without missing, missing a question, you win 20 bucks. Does that make sense? Sure. All right. So you get to choose which category we're going to start with and which weight. Uh, we'll go cannabis culture or an ounce. Ooh, cannabis culture for an ounce. He's going to try to win it all in one fell swoop. Cannabis culture for an ounce. Let me get my mouse over there. Cannabis culture for an ounce. 
This man successfully sued the federal government to use marijuana for medical purposes, arguing that without it, he'd go blind from glaucoma. Name him. Ah, do not know that would be Robert Randall. In 1978, he sued the federal government saying, I got glaucoma. If I don't smoke weed, I go blind. I have a medical necessity defense. Because of his lawsuit, it created something called the Compassionate Investigative New Drug Program, federal medical marijuana that has existed since 78. And to this day, there are still two patients who are receiving eight ounces of marijuana a month from the federal government for their medical conditions. Amazing, huh? Yeah, that is. All right. So do we have another competitor to try this? You might get another shot if nobody else comes up, but do we have another competitor who wants to give it a try? Come on up. So the ounce questions can be kind of tough. It might be easier to start off with, uh, you know, smaller weights and try to build up. Let me put this down because we've got to get that question off. He already picked the ounce question, and unfortunately that one goes to the man. All right. Tell, uh, keep that close to your face. Tell folks your name. Heather Fitzgerald. Hi, Heather. Are you ready to play? I am. All right. So you see the categories up there, and you can pick any weight you want. And a hint is that the swags and the eights are really easy. Cannabis culture for an eighth. Cannabis culture for an eighth. When passing the duchy, does it go to the left hand or the right hand side? When passing the duchy, does it go to the left hand or the right hand side? Right. Oh, I'm so sorry. You passed the duchy on the left-hand side. Now, this is a question of generation because my generation would know this. You might get another chance. We've got to see if someone else wants to come up because you missed your question. Do we have another? Someone try to win 20 bucks here. All right. We got somebody right here. All right. Let me get rid of that question. That was cannabis culture for an eighth. We've got to give that to the man as well. Oops. It's hard to do with one hand. <laughs> All right. Cannabis culture for an eighth goes to the man. Who's our new competitor? Your name, sir? Rocky Messerosh. Rocky, nice to have you here. You see the categories. Pick a weight, and let's give it a shot. I'll go with a quarter of herbal health. A quarter of herbal health? Question. With, according to the U.S. federal government, which of the following is not a medicine? Cocaine? Methamphetamine or marijuana? I'm going to go with C, marijuana. That's right. Marijuana is Schedule 1 in the United States, which means it has no recognized medical value. Cocaine and meth are Schedule 2. Any doctor in the United States can actually legally prescribe you cocaine or methamphetamine in certain circumstances. One of those versions of methamphetamine is called Adderall. So, yes, you just won. Give a hand here. We got... Pull the cord. Kind of that way. There you go. So we got a quarter in herbal health, and we're going to put that under. Huh? Tough here trying to get all these things running at once. But let's see if we can get that. All right. So you've you've you got a quarter now. You're trying to build up to an ounce. So pick another category. I'll go with a history. All right. We're going to go. That might be my mic. Let's go with hemp history for an eighth. Which happened first, the discovery of THC or the presidency of Richard Nixon? That would be the discovery of THC. That is correct. THC was discovered in 1964. Nixon elected in 1968. So hemp history for an eighth 
you now have... Oops. Try that again. You now have three-eighths of an ounce and can pick again. Uh, I'll go with an eighth of herbal health. An eighth of herbal health. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Oh, wait. No, the question. Uh, Eighth of herbal health. True or false? Over 90% of the patients registering for medical marijuana are only getting it for pain. I'll go with false. That's right. The drug warriors who tell you that fail to tell you that people can register for more than one condition. And, like, if you got cancer, do you suppose that hurts a little? (laughs) You got AIDS. Do you suppose that hurts a little? Multiple sclerosis. So, yes, that is false, and that means herbal health, one-eighth. You're doing great here. You are a half ounce away from your ounce. I'll go with a half ounce of herbal health. Half ounce of herbal health. In which of these states can you not legally use cannabis for post-traumatic stress? California, Montana, Delaware, or New Mexico? I am going to go with C, Delaware. Montana. Oh, Oh, Montana. Delaware, uh, New Mexico, and uh, uh, Delaware explicitly listed, and California has any other illness. Now, you've built up a half. So if you get another chance back up here, we can keep building on that half. But we got to give another person a chance to come on. Give them a hand here for uh, answering those questions. These are tough ones. All right. Let's see here. Tell folks your name. Joel. All right, Joel. You get to choose a weight and a category. Health. The, the far one. Health? Herbal health, yeah. Oh, wait. i got to turn that half into a the man. So, an ounce or swag? An, o- an ounce weight or swag weight? An ounce. Oh, boy. Going, all- going for it all. Going for it all in herbal health. Marijuana is able to get us high and treat certain conditions because we have an internal signaling system throughout our bodies and organs, which is activated by marijuana's compounds. That internal system is called What? The endocrine system. Oh, so close. The endocannabinoid system, not the endocrine system, which is a different system. But good shot. Let's get another contestant. Who wants to build up an ounce here? Come on up. I'm from Portland, Oregon, where it's probably raining. Do you like uh, American Dream Pizza? I don't think I've had American Dream Pizza yet. Shit, you need to go to. I got to do that. All right, we'll do it. Best pizza ever. Tell folks your name. Andre. Andre, welcome to the show. And you have the board in front of you. Choose your weight and your category. Let's go with uh, Prohibition Swag. Prohibition is swag. True or false? Elvis Presley wanted to be a federal drug agent for President Nixon. That is true. (laughs) Well done. My boy. Yeah. Elvis Presley wrote a letter to Richard Nixon asking to be appointed a federal agent at large for the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. So, yes, you get prohibitionists for swag. That's worth an eighth, and the board is still yours. All right. International swag. International swag. True or false, marijuana is illegal all over the world. When was this question generated? Uh, Today. Mm, All over false, the world. false, Uruguay legalized it. That's right. That is false. There are some countries where marijuana, while not specifically legal, is not banned or illegal. Uruguay legalized it. You know where is the most legal place for marijuana on planet Earth? 
North Korea. No exactly. Way. There is no law on marijuana in North Korea. Are it grows serious? wild. People just pick it and smoke it and chew it, and there's no law against One it. One reason to go to North Korea. The, the only reason <laughs> <laughs> to go to North Korea. So we've got you uh, for international swag. That, Cannabis culture swag. Let's just swag it up. You're to swag it out, baby. Day. All right. So can't. Oops. That's not indica. That's sativa. That's yours. All right. Cannabis culture for swag. True or false, 420 comes from California Highway Patrol Code for a marijuana arrest in progress. Ooh, that's actually a tough one. I'm going to say false. It is false. 420 evolved from a group of students in San Rafael, California called the Waldos, who met after their extracurriculars, which was around 420. It got passed on to the Grateful Dead, uh, their community, and then 420 just became legendary. So there you go. So we've got another swag. Herbal health. Cannabis culture. (laughs) For swag. Herbal health swag. True or false? Smoking too much marijuana can cause false. a fatal overdose. <laughs> that is false. You cannot get a fatal overdose from marijuana. So there's your swag there. And you are now up to a half ounce. Continue. Hemp history swag. Hemp history for swag. Which state's residents were the first to legally smoke marijuana? Colorado or Washington? How much time do I have? Um, 15 do, seconds. Do, do, do. Uh, I'm going to go with Colorado. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah. It's Washington. Their legalization went into effect December 6, 2012. Colorado implemented theirs a few days later. But you do still have your ounce, so if we don't have anybody else that gets past you, you may still be a winner. Thanks for playing. Give them a big hand, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we so far have two competitors who've gotten up to a half ounce. Let us have our other half ounce competitor back up here to see if he can close it out. Was it Josh? Rocky. Rocky. Somebody else was Josh. All right. So you are Mr. Indica, and you still have the board. Hmm. I'll go with the ounce of herbal health. An ounce of herbal health. Oh, we did that one. Let me go back. That one went to the man. I forgot about that. Uh Oops, that's the man. The man, Russ. There we go. Okay, go ahead. Two ounces, fine. Two ounces of herbal health. Most medical marijuana states have a list of qualifying conditions in order to get a card that includes eight standard ailments. Name six conditions that qualify in a majority of the medical marijuana states. Uh, Nausea. Uh, Pain. Cancer. Anxiety, PTSD, and Crohn's disease. All right. No, I'm afraid uh, not. Uh, cancer, AIDS, cachexia, spasticity, seizures, nausea, pain, and glaucoma. Duh. We have to give that one to the man and give your competitor a chance to take the board. Is that Josh? Where's our other half-ounce competitor? Oh, no? no th- th- weren't you the one who's got a half-ounce already? It's, it's down to you two at this point. We're trying. We've got to go between the two of you. You're uh, Team Sativa, so <laughs> you have the board. Let's go for swag, baby. Which one? History. Hemp history, swag. Oh, oh, we did I that one. Weird, yeah. Yep, i gotta, I got to so fix bad. that. The, the host did not fix the board. Let's do that. That goes to the man. 
Thought I could get you. So you get news nugs for swag. Yeah, let's do it. All right, news nugs for swag. True or false? More than half of the U.S. population lives in a medical marijuana state. True. False, 47%. Oh, oh so but if Ohio passes, it will, it will be true. <laughs> All right, Rocky, you got a chance to steal 20 bucks on the line here. One more chance for Rocky. You only need a half ounce, brother. Okay. Uh, or two quarters or however you want to do it. I'll go with... Um a quarter of news nugs. One quarter of news nugs. Which of these states has the highest recreational marijuana tax rate? Oregon, Colorado, or Washington? Uh, I believe it's Washington. That's right. Washington, 37% plus sales tax. Colorado is 10% plus 15% plus sales tax. And in Oregon, tax-free until 2016. So you get your quarter for Team Indica in News Nugs, and you've got a quarter left to try to win. I'll go with the quarter of Hemp History. Quarter to win for Hemp History. Following the Schaefer Commission report of 1972, this state was the first to pass a statewide marijuana decrim initiative, California, New York, or Oregon. I'll go with California. Oh, that was Oregon in 1973, so sorry. Our hemp history for a quarter goes to the man, and your competitor gets the chance to win. Still down by a half ounce. Come on back up. Still trying to get that half ounce. It's getting ridiculous. I know. You'll, you'll get it. All right, let's go for an eighth international. An eighth in international. True or false? Marijuana is legal false. in the Netherlands. False? Correct. Cultivation and trafficking is still illegal, and technically sales and personal possession of less than five grams is illegal, but they tolerate it. They, 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 they look the other way. So that is absolutely true. An eighth international goes to Sativa, and you have the word. Do a quarter international. A quarter in international. Which European nation decriminalized the personal possession of all drugs in 2000, Netherlands, Portugal, or Spain? Uh, it's either Portugal or Spain. I'm going to go with Spain. Oh, it was Portugal. Oh, so that quarter goes to the man and Team Indica. Rocky gets a chance to get that last quarter. Come on, Rocky. Get that quarter. Hmm. I guess I'll go with a quarter of cannabis culture. A quarter of cannabis culture. 44% of teens know someone who sells drugs at school. What percentage of those teen drug dealers sell pot? 71%, 81%, or 91%? I'll go with a 71%. It's C, 91% of high school drug dealers are selling pot compared to 6% for cigarettes and 1% for alcohol. We still have a game in progress, and let's get that cannabis culture for a quarter. Goes to the man. You're let's go back. to a half international. A half in international. Which of these countries has the highest rate of annual pot smoking? United States, United Kingdom, New Zealand, or Australia? Oh, I'm going to go with the United States. It is New Zealand, 14.6%. Yeah, that's because you're, you're normalizing to like the small population that they have, right? Yeah, that's right. The percentages, right, right. Yeah, not the, uh, not the overall. So that one goes to the man. Rocky's got a chance. Still looking for three-eighths. You can do it, Rocky. We'll go with a half of hemp history. A half of hemp history. 
place these events in American history in the order in which they occurred. The first hemp plantation, the first state marijuana prohibition, the first federal marijuana prohibition, and the first medically recognized cannabis use in the U.S. pharmacopoeia. Um, hmm. I'll go with the first hemp plantation in America. Okay. And then the first medically recognized cannabis okay. use. Uh, first state marijuana prohibition, and then federal marijuana prohibition. Absolutely correct. The first hemp plantation in America, 1611. Medical cannabis tinctures in the pharmacopoeia in 1840. Massachusetts prohibited in 1911. Federal prohibition in 1937. Hemp history for a half goes to Team Indica. Whoops, try that again, Ross. <laughs> Escape. Too many buttons. Goes to Team Indica. Oh, where'd my mouse go? There he is. And that means Team Indica... You have collected your ounce. You are the winner Yay. of the Radical Russ Woo. Drug Test. 20 bucks coming your way. How does that feel? Pretty good. Drink that money. All right. We're going to take <laughs> a break. Thanks for joining us here on our coverage of the Marijuana Election Night 2015. I'm Radical Russ with Cannabis Radio. They've delayed the reporting of the results until after 9 p.m. Eastern time because of voting irregularities in Hamilton County. We'll stay here until we get all of those things sorted out. So stay tuned. Coming up top of the hour, we'll have our first results. Welcome back. Radical Russ here with our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 here from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. My apologies to the people that were listening uh, online. I forgot I was using my phone as the wireless hotspot, so I took it outside to take some photos. <laughs> and the stream went down, and I start getting all these messages. Dude, the stream is down. The stream is down. So we're back up. Um, there have also been so many hits on our uh, server covering this live stream that they've had to reprovision us to the largest server they've got. We've had over 4,600 people listening online uh, to this coverage. And uh, for those of you who've been waiting for this coverage, uh, we're waiting too because the Secretary of State, John Husted, uh, has announced that the, uh, the statewide ballot races won't be announced any uh, results won't be announced until after 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Now we are about 15 minutes away from 9 p.m. Eastern Time and the reason being the polls supposed to close here in Ohio at 7.30 but there were some voting irregularities in Hamilton County and Hamilton County is where Cincinnati is located and so uh, that meant that there's a whole bunch of people whose voting rights on these statewide initiatives uh, may have been, you know, uh, uh, prevented. They, they wouldn't get the, they didn't have it on the ballot. I forget exactly what the uh, irregularity was. Uh, some problems with the electronic voting. So they said they're going to keep the, the vote open till 9 p.m. in Hamilton County to accommodate these people who might have been inconvenienced by that situation. Uh, the problem with that is it means the whole state now has to wait until 9 o'clock before we start hearing any results on Issue 3 for marijuana legalization and Issue 2, which would invalidate marijuana legalization. So we got another 15 minutes here to wait before we start seeing some of the results. Uh, we are getting results in Columbus, uh, just some uh, citywide and, and countywide results. Uh, the county mayor position, the votes are going about 2 to 1 right now for Andrew Ginther. Uh, as opposed to Zach Scott. In Columbus City Council, uh, Michael Stinziano and Zach Klein and Elizabeth Brown leading the vote-getters there. 
uh, and a few other local races. But we won't know anything about our marijuana votes here for uh, another 15 minutes. So we are... Uh, we are waiting for those results to come in. We'll let you know just as soon as we know here on uh, CannabisRadio.com. Also, uh, coming up later here at this venue, we've got comedian Brooks Whelan uh, apparently performing here. Is that true, Brooks Whelan? And uh, my, my uh, engineer back here, Frank, my Aussie uh, mate, is telling me in the chat room that he does a mean Rand Paul impersonation. So maybe we'll get him up on the mic, see if he can give us Rand Paul's take on what's going on here in the state of Ohio. For those of you just joining us, the vote here is a very complex and controversial one. Issue three is a constitutional amendment that will legalize marijuana in the state of Ohio. Fully at least five years before anyone would have ever guessed that Ohio would legalize marijuana. I mean, imagine that we're talking about Ohio legalizing before California. That's just pretty amazing. So... Uh, the legalization would be equal to or better than the legalization we currently have in four legal states. So first of all, Ohio would legalize possession of an ounce. Well, that's all you get in, Cal- or in uh, Oregon, Washington, Alaska, and Colorado is an ounce. So it would be equal to that. It's going to legalize an ounce of concentrates or extracts, which currently in Ohio, anything over the two grams of liquid extract is a felony you'd be able to have 28 grams of this liquid extract. So that would be a significant change. Now, uh, there are some differences with the other laws in the other legal states. In Washington state, you can only have 7 grams of extract. So Ohio is about to legalize four times as much extract as the state of Washington, and everybody thinks of Washington as a legalized state. There's going to be legal home growing here, four plants and eight ounces possession, if you get a $50 home grow license. Now, I'm not fond of the idea of a home grow license, but on the list of complaints, it's very low on the list uh, for me. And that four plants, eight ounces is what we get in the state of Oregon. Four plants, eight ounces in the state of Oregon and more than you get in Colorado. In Colorado, you're allowed to grow three mature plants, three immature plants. So really, you're only harvesting three mature plants. Now, Colorado does have it better in that they allow you to possess the results of your harvests. So no matter how much you harvest, you're allowed to possess it, as opposed to an 8-ounce limit like we have in Oregon or that you will have in Ohio. But Washington State doesn't allow any home grow at all. You get zero plants and zero amount of what you harvested. So it's going to be a better legalization than Washington State. This also provides legalization... Uh, of medical marijuana in this state with most of the same conditions, almost all the same conditions, as a matter of fact, and some more conditions that you don't find in some of these other medical marijuana states. And Ohio medical marijuana is going to be subsidized by the adult personal use marijuana. There will be a certain percentage of the tax revenue that helps these patients uh, to be able to have lower cost medicine or free medicine. So that's a significant development, one of the better medical marijuana programs, especially considering that medical marijuana laws since 2010 have been increasingly restrictive, have not allowed all patients to home grow. And even some of these, New York and uh, uh, Minnesota, not allowing any plant material. You have to get non-smokable forms. So Ohio is poised to pass a marijuana legalization that would be as good or better than the marijuana legalization in Oregon, Alaska, Washington, Colorado, and medical marijuana that can be administered on the work site. 
I can't tell you how huge that is, that a patient would be able to administer their own medical marijuana like anybody who's got a prescription for whatever they're prescribed can use at work, so long as they're not messed up, can't get messed up on it. But again, patients develop tolerances, so that doesn't have to be an issue. That would be a huge development in medical marijuana in this country. But the part of issue three that's got a lot of people complaining about it is the way they set up the grows. Now, the grows are set up in the Constitution that there's these 10 plots of land that total about 13 million square feet, but 10 plots of land that are already owned by 10 investment groups that put in the money necessary to get the signatures and to to pass the legalization. So they're getting their return on investment. This has a lot of people screaming monopoly, which is weird to me because when I went to school, mono meant one, not 10. Deca means 10. Mono means one. But the other thing that's happened is that these 10 uh, constitutional grow lands doesn't mean only 10 growers. They can sublease, and they are subleasing parts of these lands uh, to be able to have other growers to tend to them. And there's going to be plenty of jobs involved in that as well. And when it comes to the growing, the uh, growing is the only part that is limited to these 10 investors. Every other part of the market is open. So anybody can apply for, say, having a pot shop. And there can be no more than one pot shop for every 10,000 people. There are 11,590,000 people in Ohio. That means 1,159 pot shops possible. That's more pot shops than you get in the entire United States so far. You combine all four legal states... You don't even come close to 1,159 pot shops that you could conceivably have here in the state of Ohio by passing issue three. But people, some people are concerned about this. They don't like the idea of the grow part being controlled. But in another part of this is that there's no vertical integration. These grow sites won't be running the dispensaries. They won't have that full chain. So you have 1,159 independent pot shops. you got however many dozen or hundred uh, processors, you know, bakers making, you know, edible cookies and tinctures and all those kind of things. Those opportunities opportunities will be open for everyone. There'll be nonprofit medical marijuana dispensary opportunities open for everyone. And these 10 grow sites can be expanded after four years. After four years, if they find that it's not handling the, the load, if there's more demand than they can meet or they're not meeting it properly, it can be expanded. So, in my mind, it's clear. You vote for legalization. You get it legal first. Then you figure out how you're going to tidy things up afterwards. And to the people that say, well, it's in the Constitution. It'll never be changed. That doesn't make much sense when you're talking about an amendment. You just changed the Constitution. And your legislature, in the span of nine days, was able to put something on the ballot to change the Constitution. What would stop them from doing the same thing in 2016 or 2017? If this turns out to be as bad as the naysayers think it would be, there would be every incentive to change it. Everybody would hate the system and they'd want change. So to me, it's a no-brainer. You vote yes on issue three to legalize marijuana. But the other confusing part, and purposely confusing part, is the legislature added something called issue two. Issue two is supposedly the anti-monopoly amendment, but what it really is is the Issue 3 Shall Not Pass Amendment. Issue 2, in its fourth point, specifically says anything on this ballot that legalizes Schedule 1 drugs 
is invalid. The legislature went out of their way to put something on the ballot that invalidates something the citizens put on the ballot. That's not just an affront to marijuana legalization. That's an affront to democracy. That's the legislature saying, we know better than you, you silly people trying to legalize weed. We're going to stop you for your own good. No matter how you feel about issue three, there is no defensible reason to vote for issue two. There's no reason to give away any of your initiative power. There's only 24 states in the United States that have initiative power. So if you've got the power to set your own laws, you don't give part of that up to a five-member partisan commission to put more hurdles in your way, to require twice as many uh, uh, votes, or, or two majority votes, I should say, is what will happen. If this issue two passes, it makes it so a ballot board gets to decide whether there should be one vote or there should be two votes on a particular initiative. And they get to decide whether or not a particular initiative is defined as a monopoly or a special tax break or a special economic break for any particular group. I don't want five people trying to decide whether or not our initiatives are good enough. If the people of Ohio don't like a particular initiative, they don't have to sign the petition. They don't have to vote for it. But you don't take away from them the power to make that decision. And that's what issue two would do. So it's no on two, yes on three in Ohio. We're five minutes away from the first announcement of any results on issue two and issue three. Stay tuned here on CannabisRadio.com. We'll be bringing you the live coverage here from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ here live in Columbus, Ohio at the Woodlands Tavern for our coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 via CannabisRadio.com. So glad to have you here. I'm just waiting for some of the latest results to come in. It is past 9 o'clock here Eastern Time, and that's when we were told the polls would be closing in Hamilton County, and thus we'd start to get some results coming in. The latest from uh, Dispatch.com, Columbus Dispatch, has an update as of 8.57, so we're not seeing anything yet as far as the election results. We are still waiting for something to come in. Uh, various uh, websites checking a couple of them here and we're still not seeing any uh, results for issue two or issue three uh, in the state of Ohio. There are other votes going on. There's a Tabor uh, vote in Colorado, which is talk about having the problems of legalized marijuana. In Colorado, they're having a vote on whether or not to give back some of the marijuana tax money to the taxpayers because they made too much. They made too much tax revenue on marijuana, and so they're having a vote on whether to give some of that back. Uh, if we can get some results on that, we'll tell you. Also, in Michigan, we got a couple of cities that are voting on their uh, own citywide marijuana legalization. And now we have our first results coming in, and it's not looking good. Columbus Dispatch reporting with less than 1% in. Issue 2 is winning with 56%. Issue 3 is losing with 31%. But let's be clear, this is less than 1,200 votes. So these are the very first results that are coming in. But so far, Issue 2 ahead, 56-44. Issue 3 behind, 31-69. to That's the latest update as of 9.02 from the Columbus Dispatch. So we will uh, update this, get more information as it's coming through. But again, uh, current results so far, 31% for legalizing marijuana and 56% 
for prohibiting monopolies, which that vote would also invalidate issue three if it were to come through. These are the very first results. Again, this is less than 1% of districts reporting. And important to understand that Hamilton County, which holds Cincinnati, is somewhat of a stronghold for what's going on with uh, the legalization vote. So until we get some of those results coming in from some of the larger areas, uh, we really won't know uh, what's happening uh, statewide. But again, so far, we are seeing a a win for issue two so far and a loss for issue three so far with about, again, it's about 1,300 uh, votes that have been cast so far. We're talking about a state with uh, millions of voters, so uh, this is very, very early. I wouldn't put too much stock into what we're finding so far. But again, uh, first results, 56% for issue two, uh, 31% for issue three. Joining us here at the desk, we have uh, Garrett Greenlee from the International Cannabinoid Institute. And uh, Garrett, these, like I said, very preliminary results. What do you think? Wow, I'm just looking at them right now. Yeah, we've got about 1,300 votes, uh, 56% for issue two, 31% for issue three. Uh, But again, less than 1% of the precincts reporting. Uh. Do we know what precinct this is from? Uh, it doesn't say uh, what we're looking at here. But again, since Hamilton County just closed, right. it can't really be results from that area. Uh, does the polling show generally that the more urban areas are in support for this? <clears throat> yeah, from everything that we've seen, uh, the urban areas are definitely more supportive. Um, I guess it's going to depend on how many people actually showed up to vote, what kind of percentages we came in with. Well, it was such a beautiful day today. There was no excuse not to get out and vote. But I think uh, there was a lot of uh, confusion about how to vote. I was reading some of the news stories that were talking about how people that intended to vote for legalization didn't understand voting for issue two would invalidate their vote for legalization. Yeah, the the, um, the ballot was very confusing, and I think that was purposefully so, and uh, masterfully um, constructed by Mr. John Houston. Um, I, w- I would say that this is something that that's definitely going to fo- affect the overall overall percentages. Yeah, uh, again, 1%, less than 1% of precincts reporting as of 9.02 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, about 1,300 votes counted so far. 56% in favor of Issue 2 to prohibit monopolies. Issue 3, legalized marijuana, sitting at 31% uh, to 69%. More than 2 to 1 against it. But, again, we could be talking about some precincts that are in some conservative areas of the, of the state. Uh, I, I would say these are the, these are probably reporting from the more conservative Less informed voters. That's what. I, that's why my, my prediction is. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find uh, more information on uh, this from some other websites that are covering this election. And oh, this one used to have a. Uh, <laughs> I got to scroll all the way down, but uh, it doesn't tell us much about what uh, precinct, uh, where the votes are coming in from. Uh, we'll see if we can get some of the information off of uh, the local news stations. I, I'm looking up at the uh, Bar TV screens too which are showing some of the results as they come in. Uh, I'm trying to check right now WTRF, uh, one of the news stations out here, which has an updated page that didn't provide me an easy scroll bar, so it's taking me a while to scroll down. But again, uh, latest results. Okay, so for issue two, issue two on WTF uh, is now uh, 53% for issue two, and with two of 11,812 precincts reporting, issue three legalization is losing 70% to 30%. Uh, now we're talking, again, not a whole lot of votes that we're looking at yet, folks. Two out of 11,000 precincts. 
We will uh, keep you posted here on our Marijuana Election Night 2015 coverage from the state of Ohio. Uh, oh, now we're getting 50, 15% reporting at 907, 55% for issue two, 34% for issue three. This is with now 765,000 votes cast, 766,000 votes, 15% reporting, issue three losing. By a two-to-one margin, 66% no, 34% yes. Issue two, marijuana monopolies winning, 55% to 45%. So these are our first results that we're getting in here. Again, Hamilton County's polls will be open late, and we may not be getting the results back from the more urban precincts at this point. Yeah, I'm not worried yet, Russ. Not worried yet. Not worried yet. <laughs> not it's still early. Yet. We haven't gotten to the fourth quarter yet. Uh, I'm checking some of the other websites to see what they might have. Uh, that one, WLWT, doesn't seem to have anything. Radical Russ here with our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. We've got 27% of the precincts recording, reporting, according to the uh, Ohio Secretary of State, with 27% of the vote in, about 1.1 million votes. A uh, Issue 2 still sits at about 54%. It's declined slightly. Uh, it's declined slightly uh, to 53.97, but still sitting about 54%, pretty comfortably in the lead. And issue three still sitting at about a third of the vote, 34% of the vote, compared to 65% still saying no. Again, this is 27% of the precincts reporting, and we may not be hearing yet from some of the more populous areas. Uh, sometimes in these elections, you get these rural counties and rural precincts that are reporting early because they have less to count, less to look at. So we're still waiting for Cincinnati, perhaps uh, Cleveland, Columbus, all these other cities. Very true. I personally know more than 40% of Ohio that voted for this. Friends of mine. <laughs> so so I, I know these numbers are skewed. <laughs> there we go. So it's still early in the election, and uh, we will be here all night uh, covering the results as they come in. Uh, we will also let you know if uh, any of the networks or any of the prognosticators end up calling the election. We haven't heard anything about that yet. We're looking at the Secretary of State's website at the moment. Uh, it's refreshing every couple of minutes here, so we'll have that information for you. Again, issue three uh, would legalize uh, the possession of an ounce of marijuana, create uh, a home grow license that would legalize four plants and eight ounces, would create medical marijuana, and also create a commercial marijuana marketplace where 10 uh, constitutionally protected grow sites would supply over a 1,000 uh, marijuana retailers, all independent, no vertical integration. So um, we will um, we will keep you posted on how this is happening. We've got another refresh coming up here in 30 seconds to let us know. So far, 27% of the precincts have reported. Uh, there are 7.5 million registered voters. We've had about 1.1 million votes so far that have been tallied here in the state of Ohio. Uh, 8,900 precincts, 2,400 of them have reported so far, with, again, about 1.1 million votes between them. And uh, it's always uh, waiting on pins and needles for these uh, refreshes to happen. The latest one has come through. We're now uh, no uh, changes so far. 27.81% of the precincts reported. Uh, still no change on, well, uh, again, the anti-monopoly one, issue two, declined ever so slightly uh, in the latest count. And uh, issue three still sitting at 34%. We're going to take a quick break, play a little bit more music, and we'll come back with more election results as they become available. 
Radical Russ here, live from the Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio, for our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. We've got some issue three numbers here, the Marijuana Legalization Amendment, broken down by particular counties. And I'm not a local, so I got Garrett Greenley here, a local from the uh, International Cannabinoid Institute. Yes, sir. And uh, I don't know why this one's so feedbacky today, but uh, for some reason, you got the feedbacky, Mike. It's probably my fault. Uh, I don't know. But uh, you can tell me a little bit about this. Um, Adams County, 8 of 23 precincts. They're 69% against. Allen County, all of the precincts reporting, 66% against. Ashland, most of the county, uh, 70% against. Uh, as you look at these counties, are these the more rural areas we're talking about? They are. They are very, very much more rural areas that we're looking at right now. All right, we're just going through, and I'm seeing a range of votes anywhere from uh, 59% in Brown County all the way, you know, 75 and, and more against it, 73 in Carroll County, uh, 63 Champaign, Clark, uh, Claremont, Clinton. I'm looking for a county here that is actually passing marijuana legalization. At what? Cuyahoga County, 66% against. That's three out of 975 precincts. That's uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah. Okay, so still not a lot yet from Cuyahoga County, but what's in has been two to one against. Uh, still looking to see if there's any county that is supporting uh, issue three at this point. Fulton, no, 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 no. Um, so far, Fra- Franklin County? All right, we're in Franklin County here. So Franklin County will be, oh, we got 50 Let's see. Franklin County with 10% reporting, 63% no's, 36% yes. That's with 10% of the precincts reporting in Franklin County. Uh, And just, again, scanning through all of these results, uh, I don't see any county yet. Again, this is still early. I don't see any county yet that has uh, posted a yes vote for uh, this legalization amendment so far. Um, some of them are only like 3 or 4% that are reporting, uh, so the numbers are still early. Uh, but looking through the list of counties here, oh, Lawrence is at 56%. That's one of the closest ones I've seen so far. Uh, Lorraine. Ah, hey. Lucas, Lucas County with... Zero uh, percent reporting. I don't know how that works. <laughs> But they've got a 57% win in Lucas County so far. Uh, but again, a lot of these are 65 and 70% against. Uh, let's go back to the state issues page and see what we can see for the latest statewide update. 31.6% of the precincts reporting. Uh, issue 2 has fallen a bit to 53.45%, but issue 3 still... At about a two-to-one loss here, 65% no, 34% yes, with 1.2 million votes cast so or counted so far. Again, results still not in quite yet from Cuyahoga County, some of the bigger counties with a lot of precincts yet to report. These urban counties might bring in more of the vote. We will keep you posted on that here on our CannabisRadio.com coverage. Welcome back to our CannabisRadio.com coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015, live from the Woodlands Tavern here in Columbus, Ohio, where the news for marijuana reform is not very good coming out of Ohio. We've got 35.89% of the precincts reporting, and currently issue three, the marijuana issue, is losing at 34.53%. This was about 1.4 million of the 7.5 million possible votes 
that have been cast. The anti-monopoly amendment, issue two, is winning at 53%, uh, which could make it more difficult for any uh, legalization or medical amendment to pass in a future election. And it's uh, very telling how these are worded. State issue two says... Anti-monopoly amendment protects the initiative process from being used for personal benefit. And issue three says, grants a monopoly for commercial production and sale of marijuana for recreational and medical purposes. And given the lead-in question, issue two, saying, basically putting in the frame of monopolies are bad and they take advantage of the Constitution, followed by, here's a monopoly, what do you think of it? Uh, very sneaky. You got to hand it to Ohio Secretary of State John Houston and the Ohio Legislature in putting together uh, a very confusing ballot and a, a very difficult election. But with the results we're getting right now, with over two to one rejection of issue three here in Ohio, it does not augur well for legalization happening here in the Buckeye State. Uh, that means another eighteen thousand arrests and tickets next year and every year. Until something is passed. But uh, two to one against. I looked through uh, the county list for issue three. Could not find a single county that is voting in favor of issue three. The the greatest amount I found was a 46% vote. I think it was Montgomery County at 46%. So um, not been a great week for uh, me as a Packers fan or a marijuana legalizer. Uh, (laughs) This has been kind of difficult. But the people here at the uh, Woodlands Tavern are are in uh, as good a spirits as could be expected, uh, sharing the news on social media, talking with one another, and uh, just shaking their heads at how badly uh, this... uh, initiative is losing currently in the state of Ohio. And this is something to consider as we move forward in marijuana legalization that as the next few states are trying to legalize in 2016, the opponents of marijuana legalization are going to say, not only is America not ready for legalization, but that these results show a severe backswing when you try to bring legalization to the people in middle America. They're going to say that legalization is only something for the West Coast and only something for the Rocky Mountain High, but the good middle American people rejected it at 2 to 1. 37.5% of the precincts reporting, and issue 2 has dropped a little bit to 53.27%. We've got 34.47% for state issue 3, creeping up slightly, uh, but we still have um, another two-thirds of the vote to count. And we haven't gotten all the precincts in from the urban areas yet. Uh, Cuyahoga County, uh, Hamilton County, other counties here that have large cities that may provide a a greater boost for the legalization vote. Uh, But the problem being is that with issue two at 53.27%, that sets where issue three would have to pass. Because under the arguments that are made, if uh, both of them pass then whoever gets the most votes wins. So now we're not talking about issue three having to get 50% to win. We need it to get over 53.27% at this point. And uh, that's beginning to look more and more difficult as we're seeing uh, the results coming in from the precincts all across the state of Ohio. Uh, These votes are also being refreshed at vote.ohio.gov. That's where we're getting it straight from the Secretary of State's office, catching these refreshes as they happen uh, and sitting here with the folks, the good folks here in Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com, your live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. 
Radical Russ here live from Columbus, Ohio for CannabisRadio.com coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. And uh, we have gotten 42% of the vote counted here in the state of Ohio. And while there's been a little bit of movement, not much. 42% of the vote. Issue two, the anti-monopoly amendment, has dropped below 53%. It's down to 52.91% with 1.5 million votes cast. Issue three, for marijuana legalization, 34.8%. Still losing at about a two-to-one ratio. And you can bet that's going to be the talking point coming out of Kevin Sabet and Project Sam that the heartland rejects marijuana legalization by a two-to-one margin. And people can try to make the case, oh, they rejected this legalization, they rejected this cartel, they rejected the business plan, but that's not the way it plays in the national media. As far as the national media concerned, marijuana is kind of a side little story, uh, a growing story, a very interesting story, but a, a story that a lot of uh, reporters and commentators don't put a lot of depth into. So now, as the presidential election makes its way through Ohio, a state that Republicans have to win to win the presidency, every one of those anti-marijuana Republicans will be able to point to Ohio and say, the heartland rejects marijuana by a two-to-one margin. We just got an update, 44.88% of the precincts, 52.83% for issue two. Uh, It's getting closer and closer with issue two. And a one one hundredth percent uptick for issue three, thirty four point eight one percent. I'm not CNN. I'm not any of those big number crunchers that can call an election. But it is really not looking good for marijuana legalization in the state of Ohio. Um, this one, we still are waiting for a lot of the precincts that are in the urban areas, uh, Cuyahoga County, uh, Hamilton County, some of these bigger cities. That should push the numbers up a bit for legalization, but I think trying to overtake a two-to-one margin at this point uh, may be too Herculean a task uh, to be pulled off. So we are looking at the state of Ohio retaining its marijuana prohibition for at least another year. There are some uh, rumors of groups trying to put together medical marijuana for 2016, but that will only protect 10 to 15% of the people that this would have protected. There'll be at least another 18,000 arrests and uh, tickets and uh, all of that happening from Prohibition in the state of Ohio next year and for uh, the years to come, uh, thanks to the failure of this. And with this losing by such a great margin, it also begs the question as to who is going to want to try to legalize in Ohio again. Uh, while some people might try to point this as being uh, the economic model for the grows, as being the reason it was rejected, uh, it might be hard to convince future funders that that's true. We'll look at some of the uh, exit polls, and they might find that people were just not keen on the idea of legalizing marijuana, period. This could put a monkey wrench into any future uh, attempts to try to legalize marijuana, at least in the next four years uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, We may have a situation where the best thing Ohio can hope for is some sort of limited medical marijuana amendment. Uh, Medical marijuana gets close to 90% support in most of the polls. Uh, Perhaps this is a lesson that has shown that uh, a Midwestern state can't move directly into legalization without first going through medical marijuana. Um, Many people will be sorting out the results of this uh, vote uh, for some time, and we will be here with you as all of the results come in. 
We've got another refresh from the Secretary of State's office coming up here in just about 20 seconds. But before we do, I do especially want to thank uh, Garrett Greenlee and Lissa Satori and all the people uh, who helped to get me here for our marijuana election night coverage 2015. And, of course, to the friends out there at CannabisRadio.com who have given me a network on which to broadcast this. We we shut down one of our servers. We were getting so many results or so many uh, hits uh, from this uh this live stream uh, now with 56 or I'm sorry, 46.56% of the vote in issue two still sitting as declining even more at 52.79 uh, issue three down somewhat to 34.76. Uh, the votes keep coming in. They keep coming in about two to one against issue three in the state of Ohio. So marijuana prohibition looks as though it will continue in Ohio. Sad to think that there are actually some reformers uh, who will be cheering this result, who will be happy about Issue 3 losing, because as they're concerned, it wasn't true legalization. And um, for them, I just would like to remind them that uh, prohibition now still continues. And it's up to all of us to band together and work toward ending this prohibition with whoever will help us to end this prohibition. But don't fool yourselves, folks. It takes money. And it takes professionals to be able to pull this off. I wish the best for Ohio. We're going to take a short break, play a little bit more music, and come back with more results live here from Columbus, Ohio on Marijuana Election 2015. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, folks. I'm Radical Russ here reporting live from Columbus, Ohio for Marijuana Election Night 2015. And we have over 50% of the votes counted now, 50 Point zero five percent, so just over fifty percent, and uh, with half the votes counted here, half the precincts counted. Issue two, the anti-monopoly issue, is sitting at fifty-two point eight five percent. Issue three, marijuana legalization, has fallen slightly to thirty-four point six six percent. Again, close to a two-to-one loss uh, for marijuana legalization happening right now. And uh, I've been on uh, Twitter, and uh, I've gotten a tweet from one of my adversaries. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, and there's an organization, I don't know if you've heard about it, it's called Project SAM. It stands for Smart Approaches to Marijuana, but they're basically the anti-legalization group in America. And I got a tweet from the head of Oregon's Project SAM who says, Way to go, Ohio! Now to work on repeal in Oregon. So the uh, prohibitionists, the drug warriors, the people that want to put us in cages for our use of marijuana are celebrating tonight. They are celebrating the best talking point they could have been handed, and that is Ohio rejecting marijuana legalization by a two-to-one margin. As we move forward to the 2016 election, you can bet that the Republicans in the presidential race who want to maintain prohibition or even expand it and end the programs in Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska, those Republicans will jump on this talking point to say that the heartland rejected marijuana legalization by a two-to-one margin. And uh, this is just going to make it harder to pass legalization in California, Arizona, Nevada, Massachusetts, Maine, and Michigan, the next states that are looking to pass marijuana legalization. Looking through the results in the state of Ohio for Issue 3 based on the county level, there is no county I've been able to find that has voted yes for the marijuana legalization. Uh, ranging from 30s and 40s, uh, there's a 41% support uh 41% in Brown County. Uh, we are seeing 41% in Claremont County. 
and getting to some of these other counties. Let's see what we have some more support here. Uh, again, having to scroll through a lot of them before I find any that are even close to 40%, well over two to one votes. Some of these are three to one votes, like 75% against this initiative. Uh, continuing to scroll down, trying to find there's Jefferson County at 42.41%, Lawrence County at 41.67%. Uh, and again, no county above 40% that I'm not mentioning. All the rest of them are 30s and 20s. Uh, very low turnout here. 44% in Montgomery County is the highest number I've seen so far. Uh, looking through some of the rest of the numbers here, uh, not looking good. In Putnam County, Putnam County voted 82% against marijuana legalization uh, for the state of Ohio, the greatest number I've seen so far. Summit County sitting at 40% for legalization. Uh, again, the county-by-county county numbers dismal, and no county getting anywhere near 50% of the vote for marijuana legalization. And, of course, statewide, nowhere near uh, 50%. We're now at 52% of the precincts reporting. And uh, Issue 2 still sitting at 52.76%. Issue 3 still sitting at 34.75. It looks like it's pretty much settling in here that Issue 3 might get 35%. Uh, if so, Issue 3 would be the lowest... Uh, vote total for marijuana legalization that I can think of in the 20th century. Um, thinking back to some of the initiatives that failed in Nevada and Colorado in Alaska in the early 2000s, and all of them topped 40%. So this would be a historic low uh, not seen since the 1980s when Oregon tried to pass legalization in 1986 and got something like 26% of the vote. So far, the lowest vote total for marijuana legalization that I've ever reported on. We'll stay here, though, and bring you more of the results. A lot of these counties are uh, that haven't gotten all their vote totals in are more urban counties. We could see those numbers increase slightly, but it's not boding well here for marijuana legalization in the state of Ohio. And worse, they're going to end up with the anti-monopoly amendment that's going to make it tougher to pass any sort of marijuana legalization, medical or recreational, in the future. So from Columbus, Ohio, it appears that marijuana legalization will, or marijuana prohibition will continue for another year. Another 18,000 tickets and arrests next year in the state of Ohio. We'll bring you more results as they become available. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com and our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 here in the state of Ohio. Latest results with 59% of the vote in shows Issue 2 passing at 52.5%. Issue 3, marijuana legalization failing, but it's now creeping up toward 35%, uh, 34.94% with uh, 2 million votes cast. And uh, it's a sad night uh, for marijuana legalization, uh, both in Ohio and in the United States. And, you know, I'm being urged by people to put a positive spin on it. And it's kind of hard for me to, uh, considering how abandoned and, um, I don't know, uh, disparaged this uh, initiative was by some people in some circles. Uh, it's just difficult for me to feel like we should turn and scapegoat uh, the campaign that tried to put this together when they weren't given full support by those areas of marijuana reform uh, that should be supporting it and helping people to understand this. 
Um, and that's that's why it's difficult for me to try to put a positive spin on this. This is not the first marijuana legalization I've covered that lost. Uh, I covered Prop 19 in California and Oakland in 2010 when that one lost uh, at 47%. And there was all sorts of excuses to be made there, too. Uh, Governor Schwarzenegger had passed decrim. Uh, people were afraid of stone drivers. Not enough money came in soon enough to get Prop 19 passed. And there were some people that criticized uh, Prop 19's sponsor, Richard Lee, who put in $1.5 million of his own money to get it on the ballot. And that always rang hollow to me, too, because the people that were criticizing him were the people that could have been giving him more support and more uh, positive uh, influence on that election. You know, so it, it's difficult for me to see people wanting to scapegoat the responsible Ohio campaign when it wasn't given its full support in the first place. Uh, that That's problematic. And I suffered another loss in my own home state uh, in Oregon in 2012 when Colorado and Washington were passing marijuana legalization. They were passing it with 55% of the vote. And at the same time, Oregon's lost with 45% of the vote or 46, something like that. And it was clear that why Oregon's lost was it was written very liberally. It was written... Uh, that you could possess as much marijuana as you wanted to, uh, so long as personal use. You could have a warehouse full of weed as long as you could say as personal use. And it was written far too liberally, and it lost when other marijuana legalizations in Washington and Colorado, written more strictly, were passing. So what happened in Oregon for 2014 is we got a more strict initiative on the ballot. Now, granted, the initiative we got on the ballot in 2014 is pretty liberally construed. It's a pretty nice legalization. But there's no denying it's more conservative than what lost in 2012. So my concern is, as people uh, look through the results of this election, and the, su and the suggestion I'm getting is this needs to be blamed on poor drafting of the amendment and, and a bad campaign that used a, a buddy mascot or whatever. And that's supposed to be the scapegoating or supposed to be the talking points now as to why Ohio uh, was to lose. But I don't think that's going to take. I think they're going to start looking at the exit polls on this and saying, oh, it was too many pot shops or there was no stoned driving limit or whatever reasons that some of the people who don't smoke pot might attribute a loss to. And so if anything comes around in Ohio next time around, I can guarantee you it's going to be more conservative than what just lost. And it's going to be so much harder to get people to want to invest in Ohio with such a huge loss. With a two-to-one loss, you're talking about trying to make up 15% of the vote by better drafting or better campaigning. Now, could that be done? Maybe. Maybe you run this in a presidential election year and you get better turnout. So... Well, that's 2016, and so if the wheels aren't turning right now, and we've already got money and signatures now for 2016, it's kind of late to get started. Not impossible. But then the next major president, the next presidential election is 2020. So we may be facing another five years before Ohio has something to look at on the ballot. Now, there's the possibility that maybe the next funders aim lower. Maybe the next ballot initiative aims lower and goes for just a very limited medical marijuana. Maybe a New York-style medical marijuana where there's two producers and nobody can home grow. And the, uh, uh, the marijuana that's available is only available as non-smokable forms. 
What I predict is going to happen is there's going to be a realization that in a lot in every state there's going to be a realization that marijuana legalization is coming, and if you don't pass it your way, the citizens will pass it a different way eventually. So I'm predicting that your Ohio State Legislature might start passing some reforms, some little tiny limited reforms to try to undercut the support for the next amendment. For example, legalize that CBD oil like they have in Utah or Wisconsin or Ohio. That gets those moms with the epileptic kids off the state house floor. And that undercuts one of the reasons people might support legalization. Or pass, again, like I say, a a Minnesota or a New York-style medical marijuana with no home grow and no access to plant. And that gets those medical marijuana stories off of the front page and out of the uh, leverage that we might have for marijuana legalization. Or even expand decrim, like keep your current decrim of 100 grams, but get rid of the driver's license suspension and make sure that there's no permanent record something that Project Sam would support. Still being able to punish pot smokers, still being able to make money and fine pot smokers, still being able to use the smell of pot as a probable cause to harass, investigate, and search pot smokers, but take away that nasty driver's license suspension and criminal record part or or searchable record part so that there's less support for wanting to end marijuana prohibition altogether. That's what you're facing now in the state of Ohio. An incrementalism at best, and perhaps absolute rejection of marijuana legalization at worst for the, for the foreseeable future. We now have two-thirds of the vote in in the state of Ohio, 67% of the vote in. Issue 2 sitting at 52.44%. Issue 3 almost up to 35 at 34.98%. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com, live in Columbus for our coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015. Stay tuned. We'll have more results right after this. I'm Radical Russ here with our live coverage of Marijuana Election Night 2015 from Columbus, Ohio. We're here at the Woodlands Tavern where 70% of the vote has been tallied. And with 70% of the vote in, issue two at 52%. Issue three, marijuana legalization has bested 35%. We're at 35 0.19%, a near two-to-one loss for marijuana legalization, and really the nightmare scenario of this election, issue two passing and issue three failing, because this issue two, it sets up a situation where the next attempt to try to legalize medical or adult-use marijuana could face two separate votes in order to be able to pass. So not only has marijuana legalization been rejected in the state of Ohio, but the next attempt may be more difficult to pull off. And uh, a lot of my friends in marijuana reform activism are spinning this as the people of Ohio rejecting a bad plan, that the people of Ohio support legalization at 56, 58%, whatever it might be, but this particular legalization they didn't like because of the grow provisions or whatever it might be. That might be the case, but it has yet to be seen. We'll have to look at some exit polling to see what it was that people were rejecting. This could just be people rejecting marijuana legalization altogether. It is a little strange seeing the polls on this, though. We saw polls, uh, University of Akron poll, that it was 46-46, a tie for issue three. And we saw other polls that had it in the lead. So to drop off so much from even the 46-46 poll... 
And to have the result be 10 points lower than that poll is really stunning, really shocking. And it remains to be seen what led to that. Uh, if those polls themselves were inaccurate or the confusion at the ballot box as far as what was the legalization of marijuana and how much effect did people who support legalization generally but then vocally came out against this legalization, how much effect did that have on the vote, both among the cannabis consumers uh, who have skin in this game and among the general public? Did that argument resonate? If so, maybe then we can spin it as this was just the wrong type of legalization and the next time around with a better type, there might be a better result. But the sad thing here is these, no matter how we try to spin this, is that real people's lives have been affected by this vote. 18,000 arrests and tickets will happen next year in the state of Ohio because this vote failed. 18,000. And uh, I'm hearing from... uh, the moms who are uh, that have these epileptic kids that have these sick kids who are just inconsolable right now, uh, knowing that they must if they try to use cannabis oil for their child, they remain a felon or they need to move out of their home state of Ohio. These are real people's lives that have been affected by this vote. I will not scapegoat anyone who risks millions of dollars to try to end my criminality or to try to bring medicine to these sick kids. I just will not do it. I don't have $20 million to put up a ballot initiative. (laughs) If I did, I would, and I probably would have written it a little differently. So uh, to me, I don't want to scapegoat or to call on people making these mistakes. To me, they're just, it's just a sad night. It's just a sad night, and it's sad knowing that there are people out there who support marijuana legalization who are glad that this vote failed, that are, that are happy about it, that, that are happy that legalization failed. And I can never be one of those people. And I can never be one of those people to vote against legalization or to cheer its failure or to try to spin legalization failure as a good thing. We got the worst case scenario here. We got no legalization and tougher to pass legalization in the future. Worst possible outcome here. 2.4 million votes cast. Again, marijuana legalization losing in the state of Ohio by a two-to-one margin. Um, I will be here for probably another 15 minutes. I'm supposed to be interviewing with the Fox News channel, uh, the local Fox affiliate, I should say. Uh, The local ABC affiliate was out earlier. I interviewed with them. So if you're here in the Columbus area, you can watch the local ABC station for my take on Marijuana Election Night 2015. I'm Radical Russ from CannabisRadio.com. And don't forget, my show will be live tomorrow and every weekday on CannabisRadio.com at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So you can catch uh, my roundup of what's happening in Ohio tomorrow as people shake out from this devastating defeat for marijuana legalization. Stick around. We'll be back with more results after this. Well, I wish we could see clearly now, but it looks like the rain has just begun here in the state of Ohio where marijuana legalization has failed at the ballot with just about a two-to-one majority against it. Uh, Looking at the results from the Ohio Secretary of State with 75% of the vote in, issue two, the anti-monopoly amendment passing with 52.19% of the vote, issue three... Marijuana legalization only garnering 35% of the vote. 
not even topping 42% in any county. So a sound defeat for marijuana legalization here from the state of Ohio. Uh, so many people are just beside themselves, uh, upset, uh, sad for the patients, sad for the kids, sad for the 18,000 tickets and arrests that will take place next year and every year until marijuana legalization can pass in Ohio. And it's going to be harder to pass it in Ohio because this issue, too, has passed. It might require two majority votes in order to pass legalization the next time in the state of Ohio. Um, We will keep you posted on any developments that happen in the state of Ohio looking toward legalization in 2016, I wish the best for these people, these good people of Ohio that I've had the chance to meet here on my first visit to Columbus. They deserve marijuana legalization as much as anyone in this country does, and I wish I had $20 million to fund their next initiative. Lessons to be learned from this uh, initiative fight. We'll certainly be going over those tomorrow on the Russ Belville Show on CannabisRadio.com. We are live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time every weekday, bringing you the latest news and information in the world of marijuana law reform. But, folks, that's it for me here from Woodlands Tavern in Columbus, Ohio. This is Radical Russ for CannabisRadio.com. And until next time, take care of each other, tokers.